Hey everyone! Welcome back to Battle of the Backlog. Welcome for a special Halloween episode. And by that I mean we're recording on Halloween, not that it's actually going to be any more spooky. I mean, it's going to be so spooky. Anyway, I have with me my co-host, Tyler. As always, I'm still here. And then I also have, coming back, my good friend, Eric. Eric, say hi. Fire Emblem is so good. Okay. Hi. <laughs> There's that. There's and a then, hot take. And then we have a new special guest. I, I try to bring one in every every podcast, but eventually I'm going to run out. But today, we have our good friend, Wyatt. Wyatt, say hi. Hello. So. I.e., we ran out of people. Bottom of the barrel. Wyatt, you're we, in. We hey, we still have plenty more. I just really, I wanted friends. Wyatt for this specific episode. A few hidden gems. Sure. Got you. So, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, just, you know, if you just randomly found this on the internet, basically, it's me, Carlos, and my good friends, and we all talk about the games that we've been putting off that we're finally getting to uh, throughout the year, and then our goal is to have everything on our backlog sheet completely filled out by the end, but that's probably impossible, because new stuff comes out all the time. And also, a very uphill battle, yes. turns out. But the goal is to have no ending regrets no things that oh man we i've been putting this off for years like now is the time to do that but i like to start every podcast that i have a new guest with with uh, an introduction so wyatt tell us about yourself a little bit tell us about your gaming experience tell us how you how, tell us how you first got into video games. your introduction yeah. let's hear it uh back when my old house my dad actually didn't want me to have video games but my uncle I think gave us a Sega Genesis and I think that, that was probably my first one maybe a Nintendo 64 I'm not very sure wait so you were a Genesis kid I had a Sega Genesis I played the original Sonic's Castle not not original Castlevania one of the Castlevania oh Bloodlines is the one with the guy with a with a big stick yes okay Bloodlines oh. Oh, I know stuff. A man of high class, I can <laughs> see. Uh, oh. That was pretty much my downfall from there. Just <laughs> stuck with video games. That's where my addiction started. <laughs> yes. The true story. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Can you tell us, uh, real quick, uh, what is like your your top five favorite games um, of all time? Top five. Jeez. Right off the top Everyone of your head. Else got like threes. Um, you only have three favorite games. No, no he's out. Oh, guests, so all of our other guests have only had to pick three. Or well, since Wyatt is a man of high class, I, mean, I do have more games. Okay. I mean, you can do <laughs> you can only do three if you want. I don't know. Uh, no, we're doing five. Okay. We're committed. All right, we're doing five. Sit down, Carlos. I am sitting I'll down. Relax. Uh, go number one first. It's easier. World ends with you. Earthbound. Chrono Trigger. Probably Devil May Cry three. There's a lot of head nods going on. I think five. I think we got a strong approval from everyone. I don't know five. Four is good. Okay, four is fine. What? That I mean the the that, the, the nodding gets, it gets blurred after that. Payday sure, two. Thro what? No, no, get that out of here. <laughs> uh, well, the head nodding isn't exactly an approval. It's more of a oh more shock. More more not, not shock, but kind of like you piqued my interest. Because yeah. would you say World Ends with You is your number one favorite? Easily, it's changed my life. Can you? That's a big. Can piece. you elaborate a little bit on that? What makes this game so special to you? It changed my life. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I identify with Neku very closely. He was 
hated everyone. Uh, Stuck to his own world. Okay. Can and you then, can you give us like a like what like he doesn't know what this game is. I'm pointing at Tyler. Uh, Tyler has no idea what this game is. <laughs> Tyler can you does tell not. him what the world ends with you is. Um, it's a kid who hates everybody. Okay. Um, he's stuck stuck to his own world, and then there is an accident. I'm trying not to. Is that a spoiler? Either way, he dies, and he is forced into a game called the Reapers game, where he is forced to do seven days of different activities, ranging from going to a certain location to killing a certain thing and stuff and it's a RPG uh, with a lot of weird mechanics that are unique to that game specifically okay but uh, what really got me into it was the character development throughout the whole thing very detailed great story amazing villains that's one of my favorite things in video games um and that's probably the reason why. You have something to say? Just agreeing. <laughs> no, okay. that's good. No, that's... Also, Neku is in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Yes. He, it sure is. That is true. It's a great game. Uh, Alright, thanks, thanks, Wyatt. Um, one reason I wanted to bring you on is because I had a particular topic. If you guys have any topics, you can also bring them up uh, before we get into... <laughs> The games. I do have a question for our guest, but yes, we can. No, we, you want to do now? Yeah. So Wyatt is known in our friend group as being the most financially aware of his spendings, right? Would we all agree? Like, are you gonna say something I don't that is no, not negative, incriminating? No, 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 no. No, yeah, he's a penny. He's uh-huh. a little. He's a little cheap. He's, he's a little frugal. So. He, yeah, he's an accountant. Like, we get it. I don't have a switch. That no, he doesn't have. <laughs> It's a good example. Okay, I actually have a good question. If the World Ends With You remaster gets announced on the Switch, would you get it? Is it already on the Switch? Oh, it is already on the Switch. Yeah. So why haven't you got it? He's <laughs> already played it. Mainly the controllers. I That really does turn okay. me off. Just, I don't want to spend 300 plus dollars to have a crappy controller. Yeah, the Joy-Cons are... And then the, or just pay even more to get more expensive controllers. It's just like... That work, really. Yeah. It, I can agree makes, with that. It turns me off a little bit. Sure. It does. So now, back to my question, before Carlos was, you know, rude. What would you say was the most bang for your buck in terms of video games? Like, how much money did you actually get out of a singular... Like, what was the best thing? The most value, I guess, in your opinion. For an example, I guess, would be... Which I think is going to be your answer. Now, we can put bets down, but I'm going to say the Smite God pack. The $30 Smite, get all the gods for a lifetime... That's my solid guess. But I want to hear yours. Let's see what you got. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so what? what is the Smite God Pack? So the Smite God Pack is back when it was a beta. You can buy it's all... It's still a thing. You can still it was, get it? It's the yes. yeah, founder's It's like $30 the, now, though. Yeah, back then it was $20, where you would buy this one-time purchase where you could literally buy all the gods and all future gods to come for $20. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back then it would cost almost 5 for if for like an individual guy that you didn't own. It would almost be like 3 or $4 on its own. So when they were like, oh, hey, we're doing this thing, and it was still in beta when they started introducing this. So there was only maybe, I don't know, how many you think, 15, 20 gods? I don't I didn't play much in beta. That's right. I, I did because I was a nerd. So, so let's say 25 gods. And I was like, okay, this is... This might be worth it because you know. However, now there's 120 gods and 
we're, 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 what are we at? Like 115? We're, we're close. damn near 120 gods. And I still log in every so often. I play that new god. Not as much as Wyatt would like me to, but I, I do. And it was a fantastic value. That is a pretty good value. It, it was yeah. insane. At the time, I was like, you know, because League also was still popular at that time. And it was like. I mean, it still is. Still is. Still Weirdly is it's still the, it's still the introduction of what was it's it TF2 or TFT? What is it? What? What? T- the, the, T- tactics? Yeah. Well, no. The, the it's just a really popular game. Like it's still insanely popular. Right, but it just recently got back into the spotlight because of. I've no, I've been it, hearing well so much. It about recently it got into the spotlight in America, but that's because we have a very biased view because we're only seeing what's going on in America, but we're not seeing like. We're not seeing what's going on in China. Like We're not seeing what's going on yeah. in Korea. We're not seeing yeah anything in the Asia's, in that general region. Like League is just like still popping off. Like sure, like PUBG and Fortnite are really popular now or whatever. PUBG PUBG is dead here, but PUBG is still like really exactly. big over in China. We just don't hear about it, but they're making buco bucks. Oh yeah, for that's sure. That. I mean that's why it's still live. You know. But uh, anyways, that was my question. I'm glad I'm right. That's brownie points for me. Okay. I have a question. Um, what is the worst bang for your buck that you've ever gotten? No, don't ask him that because he's going to be something that I made him buy. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It's like payday too. <laughs> no. Actually, I thought that was going to be the second best I, one. I think for me, the most, I think the most recent example I can think of is probably... World War Z. World War Z. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. I was what I was saying. Because I was so convinced, like, oh, this is going to be the new Left 4 Dead, and it's like, if we could just get some friends to play together, like, it's going to be good. And what did you do? I convinced you to get your it. your co-host to get it, and <laughs> Someone, we played I got Hunter it. to get it, too. Hunter did play with us. If, if I think, I don't know, I, maybe maybe if we had, like, gotten it on the PC, maybe, like... I don't think so. No. I think it's just, wasn't all that fun. It just, yeah, it didn't... It got stagnant after a while. Yeah. Real quick, no, but uh, uh Eric, me. what about you? Yeah, I think I know what you're gonna say, and it's gonna make me sad. Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh. All right, it's a garbage game. <laughs> I paid sixty dollars for it. Release date. Oh, jeez. Reason being, I played uh-huh. the original Mirror's Edge, which was fantastic. And so I've heard. Weirdly, I bought that game for five bucks a little like a couple years after it came out. Right. Best time of my life. Best five hours of my life. Uh, but then I was like, had really high hopes for Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and big disappointment within the next, within the first ten minutes, and I never played it again. <laughs> and I still own that game. Yeah. I but it's so. worth nothing now, so. I was actually True. thinking about that game earlier today, and I was thinking about how that's a single-player game by published by EA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, everybody likes to give shit to EA for doing that sort of thing, where they don't really, they only like to do multiplayer games, or like... The new sports games but then i think about that situation where like everyone begged for a new mirror's edge game like everyone was like please give us an open world mirror's edge game and they did that they actually they were like here you go here is by the same like i'm pretty sure it's the same developer yeah it's dice, yeah, it's dice. made a new mirror's edge made it open world made it bigger made it longer and everybody hates it and it did terrible. Mm-hmm. And if you're EA, you gotta look at that and think like, why bother doing this when I can just put more funds into the next yeah, FIFA 
or whatever, or like Battlefield, make, and of course FIFA and Battlefield, or make a free to play Mirror's Edge where it's just people racing each other because people would eat that shit up. Speaking of free to play EA games, and we were on the topic of MOBA, Dongate was great. Rip. Anyways, I, sorry. I expected Apex. No, that's, Apex is still great and still going. We'll, we'll get there. We'll Royale. get there. <laughs> I thought he was fun. Uh, no, 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 no. Do Do you have a worse fan for your buck? I no, because I'm smart with my choices. <laughs> you are a penny pincher. Yeah, you are a penny pincher. Uh, okay. Um, do your research. That is right. So the reason I wanted to bring uh, Wyatt on, one of the reasons I just wanted him on the podcast, because uh, I do hate you. And I want to just clear it out <laughs> to the rest of our audience. Uh, you know, get out the... No, all right. It's because you, I think one of your favorite genres is... Say with me, three, two, one. I don't know what you're <laughs> saying. Uh, Metroidvanias. Oh. Yeah, right? That would be one of them, yes. Yeah. And I just kind of like started thinking to myself about like Hollow Knight... Because it's because it's last year you would probably say like that was a really huge year for Metroidvanias like so many were coming out that came out last year. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Yes. Jeez. I think so. Yeah. Time's out. Wasn't it? No. No. It was a seventeen. It, I think it came out twenty seventeen, but it got really popular with all the DLCs. With when it, when it came out, yeah, when when the DLC came out and when it came out on Switch, Switch like, then it really popped up. But then there or were like a few PS4. other games like Chasm. Uh, there's a new Bloodstain that came out. Uh, the Messenger was that like Ninja Gaiden esque game that suddenly turned into a Metroidvania, right? And like I like Metroidvanias, but I also kind of dislike Metroidvanias. I think okay. it, it, it's like a weird genre where like, well, for one thing, we all call it a weird name. We just call it because we the don't know of- we don't know a way to define this type of game, so we just call it. It's like that game. Because like, it there's different. <laughs> Why it's like if we had them? it's like if we had mafia movies we just called them like Godfather-esque movies. And we're just like, oh yeah, that's another Godfather-esque movie. Well, because right. Castlevania's right. had some good aspects and Metroid had good aspects and those combined together make what Metroidvania is today. Yes. But isn't it weird that if you just make your game be like Metroid, you're still going to call them a Metroidvania? You're just going to like, oh, it's like a Metroid game. Oh, because the Metroid eventually evolved. The first Metroid, I hate to say this, was terrible. I don't know how they ever got sequels to that game. That's such a hot take. It, no was, ever said that. it was so rough. It was. It did not age well. Zero Mission, which was the remake, or yeah, remake of it, was phenomenal. Probably one of my favorites. Actually, all of them are my guilty pleasures. Yeah, I think Metroidvania is my favorite. Genre. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so oh, tell me, what what do you think makes a good Metroidvania in general? Hollow Knight. Like, it's for example, bad. like, let's say Hollow Knight. What All right, let's just say right now, what is the best Metroidvania? It's Currently? It's Hollow Knight. Yeah. Silk Song when it comes out. It's kind of hard. It's going to be Silk Song when it comes out. There's also Metroid games out there. It's like, but Metroid Prime, not Metroid Prime, Metroid 2, the remake on the 3DS, was good and everything they added to it. The original base to it wasn't, so I guess Hollow Knight would have to be the best right now. Yeah. So clean. But uh, what do you what do you feel? Do you have like any like particular things that like what is it about the Metroidvania genre in general that kind of like pulls you into it that makes you want to play that more than other types of games? Well, the first I think it goes back 
when I was young, my first real game that I remember, like, I really want to play this specific game was Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. which I guess should have been on my list of best games. <gasps> Surprised it wasn't. I didn't want to say anything. I, I was like, any just, Zelda game? I have so any? many games. I can't remember all of them. But those are the ones that changed my life more than others. But Majora's Mask is an adventure game, just big open world, but also very contained. You have four places you can go. I guess it somewhat is a Metroidvania in that con somewhat of it you have to go to this place to get to this place to get to the next place and you have to go a bunch of stuff like that there's like the illusion of an open world but you actually can't access anything until you get a specific yeah. item but it is all out there for you to kind of like run into and explore yeah which is similar to like a metrovania i and i'm in hollow knight and i'm apparently going in the wrong direction with giant mushrooms uh-huh. i'm not supposed to be there yet so i'm like you know so i guess there's just gray areas yes I do think, uh, I think an important, I think for me, the most important part of a Metroidvania is creating the feeling of wanting to, like the feeling when you finally get a new tool and your brain goes back to all those moments where you ran says like, you can't do this, you can't do this. And you're like, now I can. So (laughs) you can't stop me. And then you run around and you find those bits and then seeing that those like new locations have like really cool treasure like hey here's like a really cool sword like it rewards you yeah it gives you like a good reward for backtracking uh which reminds me of like a bad version of that because hot night was pretty good about that like you would get like if you go in a location like now that you have double jump let's say which is a thing sorry spoilers i guess i got it so oh okay great oh you got double jump yeah we'll talk about that later uh wait no, I got the dash. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Dash. Never, never mind. Never mind. Well, we I can't the, talk about it now. I just got now. the dirt mouth. I just got the dirt mouth. <laughs> this is the equivalent of me, like of you being like, "Oh, I'm on a road trip to uh, North Carolina, and I just made it to Alabama." And we're like, "Oh, you're already in another state." You're like, "No, Alabama, Georgia." <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Alabama, Florida, like a city. Okay, you lost but, me there. like, one of the things that I was thinking, like, a recent Metroidvania I played was the the, soup, the Metroid 2 remake on the 3DS, and that game, it feels like it does a pretty terrible job of rewarding. I did feel like maybe play, that's why I don't, maybe that's why I don't like Metroid. Metroid. I did not play the original Metroid it's 2. exactly what it is now. Everything other than the, the big robot boss, spoiler alerts, um... And like two other things, everything else was like verbatim. Okay. Which I think they did great. They, I'm glad they did that, so we can experience what Metroid Two was, and it did not age as well as it could have been. That right. one was basically you just kill things and you the lava goes down and you kill more things. Ah. There was really no that game. I wouldn't really consider a Metroidvania, in my opinion. It's it's less yeah. It's I would say it it's the, less Metroidvania. But it still has all those elements of like gatekeeping certain situations where you're like oh you need a new power to get here Metroid 2 on the 3DS did better than the original one sure. for sure it's also just fun it's fun to like shoot stuff in that game but um, oh. but just like the rewards I don't know how it is in other Metroid games but like the rewards for like oh I can finally go to that spot it's normally something that it's like uh, and an increased cap of rockets or something I'm like well that doesn't yeah. This, this is like cool. A, yeah. Like I guess if I want to be a completionist, like 
cool, but as a person who likes finding treasure, this means nothing to me. Yeah, none of us are Gerard. None of us are Gerard, the completionist, or whatever. Uh, And then another point that bothers me about certain Metroidvanias, which even Hollow Knight does this, is that the they don't make it a metro. I feel like a good Metroidvania needs to make very clear where and when you can go somewhere. Okay, so no, no, you 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 disagree. I love having to struggle. You like that? Yes. That's my favorite. I want to... And you didn't know why it's a sadist? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's a masochist. That's different. No, but he also likes the cosplay. All of them. Well, I'm sure, above. yes. Like the the thing in the the jellyfish room. With the black bar that you have no oh. idea what... It took... I went there like 40 different times. Like, right, I got a new ability. Oh, can't do that now. And I just leave. I did that like every ability, I think. And I just love that. I like backtracking... But I think what makes Hollow Knight so good is the fast traveling system. It makes backtracking not a chore, yeah. but make it more fun. Yeah, it more. Yes, I agree. I was going to try to elaborate, but no, you hit it pretty well. I think I think there are moments like that. Like I did mention before, like when you finally, like when you see like a thing that tells you you can't do this, and then you finally find the thing and think, ah, now I can go through this thing. It's cool, but I think like. Like, for example, in Hollow Knight, there are specific moments where I'm trying to, like, hop on a platform, and it looks like there's, like, just a pixel just... where, like, if I hit it just right, I can climb this thing, and then I'm scot-free, and then I think that that's just what it is. That's mm-hmm. what it wants me to be, is just being good at platforming. And it's like, no, you just need the double jump, you right. idiot. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I waste my time doing stuff like that. I've done that many yeah. times. And there's maybe, like, I remember, like, one specific instance where... Uh, it's actually hard when you don't have the thing where like you have to like bounce on uh, when you have to like bounce on top of like the shells of these little turtle turtle bugs or whatever to get across like a oh. acid river and then I did it after like millions of tries which were dying like 10 times and I make it across and then I reach another wall that's like oh you need a double jump here buddy and I'm like what what was that? Why didn't you tell me this at the beginning? Why didn't you just make it so that the double jump is at first, and then I can do the other platforming crap, instead of having to do the platforming crap, and then do the, the double jump. Right, and so I'm going to hit you with an example here of my 30-minute struggle, where that dash came in such handy. So, you know that part where I think it's in the green, the green walk or whatever it is, uh-huh. where there's those the giant like walkers that walk across the steam water. Yes. And they kind of just do this this motion that's what back I'm ta- and forth. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Right, but you can, you can, if you're skilled enough, use the nail and hit yourself and jump and jump. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the dash, you can't. I wouldn't have known, and I'm trying for 30 minutes, but at the end, that last walker stops oh, yeah. just with the range I know you're where you about. need the dash to, to dash across, but you can't normally jump across there. When I got to that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this off now and I'm going to go to bed. And it was 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, well, I need a mental rest. Well, from I that. have a question. How long have you guys been playing Metrovanias for? I don't have too much of an experience with it. I think the earlier memories I have with it is... Oh, God. Uh, I played a little bit of Super Metroid as a kid. I played... Uh, 
the demo to Symphony of the Night on the Xbox 360. Because you get that on the arcade and I would just play a demo and I would just die. And you couldn't save in the demo, so... Oh. Oh. Or I didn't, oh. I didn't know how to save. So, like, and you would just, like, get beat up and then you'd be like, you died. And then you have to start all the way from the beginning. I'd just mm. be like, i just give up. I'd be like, hey, that's it, I'm done. But other than that, I think... I'm sure... Darksiders. Darksiders is my first experience with them. Metroidvania, kind of. Does that count? Darksiders 2 is kind of... No. Darksiders was a little more Metroidvania than 2, I think. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it is Halloween. (laughs) The computer's alive. Eric, speak to it. Tyler, what did we talk about? What did we talk about? That Eric's a robot. No, we... So, thank you for the, the, the topic on uh, Metroidvanias. Um, nobody else has any topics? I wanna... uh, I mean, was that an open-ended question? Because I have a Metroidvania experience. You can talk oh, yeah, it. go for it. Yeah, it's just Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Shovel Knight, technically, right? No. no. That's just straight platforming? That's, that's just a... Pla- that's the, that's yeah, a but Super Mario World game. That's Mega Man-esque genre, right? But you, oh, okay. That's... So I've done Hollow Knight. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. And I, I played a Metroid game a long time ago, but that's I could not list off when it was. It's been so long. Okay. So yes, I guess we can move topics. Alright. Uh so now let's talk about uh just the games we've been playing. But Wyatt, since you haven't been here before, I wanna talk about your backlog. So can you bring that up please? Yes, I'll whip it out. Well, not that way. But... No, he's just whipping it out. It's fine. Just whipping it out. Just casually. For the homies. For the homies. <laughs> For the homies. Correct. I wish, I, wish I could see it right now, but... It's privacy. Get over yourself. Privacy. <laughs> 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 okay. Alright. Um, currently playing Witcher 3. I'm still trying to get through that. The completeness in me is struggling with it. I'm trying to do most of the quests. Uh, Persona 5. Um, that one's just so long. Celeste, I think I'm the last level on that. Gungeon, that one's... I want to do the pasts, at least for one person. Owlboy, uh, Veronica... Valkyrie Chronicles. Valkyrie Veronica Chronicles. Veronica Chronicles. Yeah, Resident Evil Valkyrie Chronicles. Wait, did you say Valkyrie Chronicles 1 or 4? The one I have on my computer, I think, is the first one. Okay. I don't... I got it, like, years ago on some summer sale... And I just recently got Dragon Quest Eleven that I would want to beat. Okay, great. It's a solid um, list. That's pretty good. We're going to round back to you, but before we do that, uh, Eric, I want to start with you, because you haven't been able to talk at all. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, no, it's good. You know. so, so I don't play Metrovania, so... I but you do play a lot of JRPGs, yes. and the one that's been consuming the most time right now is... Final Fantasy VIII. No, what? <laughs> Do you know us at all, Carlos? Yeah. Or, or Fire Emblem Three Houses. Right. Just talk about whichever one you want to talk about. Okay. I just went, before today, you were like, I don't really want to no, talk about Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Carlos, we're going to talk about Fire Emblem. And then you come and you're like, Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Who even are you? All right. Where do I start? Fire Emblem. Okay. So this is your first Fire Emblem that you ever played. Yes. Um, I bought it as an impulse buy. I had no intention of playing this game until the hype 
overtook it, and then people yeah. were like, "This game is great. This game is great." Uh, our friend, what was your like expectations? I I mean I have played other tactical RPGs such as Final Fantasy Tactics, um, <laughs> and uh, but that's basically it. But I played Tactics and then the remat. The remake of it in the PSP, which is the War of the Lions, mm-hmm. um, and that was pretty much it. But with this one, I didn't know how involved it would be, not only with the combat but also with the story. Um, so I was really surprised at how much fun I had, and I've only done one campaign so far because uh, it took me sixty hours. So I, I told myself I'm gonna play other games while continuing the other campaigns. It's gonna take me a while, but. This game surprised me. It's one of my favorite games of 2019. Wow. I dare say, oh. maybe my favorite game of 2019. And that's a pretty stacked statement. It's competing yeah. with Resident Evil 2 right now. So. That's funny how we didn't say Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, maybe because it's garbage. Hey, what? hey, that's not... We're not... Hey, we already opened this yeah, before. Yeah. We're not going to open this it This is not... Yeah. But not with... That's not what this is about. Okay, oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, can you give us, like... Why? Why it doesn't know what Fire Emblem is? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why okay. doesn't know a fire emblem? Can you explain to him what okay. fire emblem is? You're a big dummy. You're a big dummy boy. <laughs> Alright, so it's a tactical RPG, which means that there's two things in factors. Movement and skill. So, basically, uh, each battle takes place in a big open map, and each character or unit um, will, like, they'll have a class, and that class will determine um, whether they what they're good at you know like like a mage would have higher magic lower defense um, a warrior will have higher strength um, lower magic defense or lower like dexterity or whatever um, so basically the point of the game is just to you go through there's two phases it's there's a sort of like preparing for that battle phase uh, and it's in a, it, you're in an academy so basically you're a professor who takes over a class, which is the, one of the three houses, um, and in each house, there's uh, there's multiple units, uh, and each unit excels in different things. Um, and when you're done with that phase, you then go to basically battle. It's it's split up between like different months, um, and then it's pretty. It's like a routine almost. Um, so you have like three instances where you get to either train your um, units or you get to explore the like academy courtyard um, and build relationship with these characters um, or you get to level yourself up as well since uh, you are also you, the character that you play the professor he uh, he or she um, has to be trained by other people so that the professor can train uh, his or her students so then after you do that then you just go on a battle which is a tactical uh, battle where you send your your units through a whole board and then you have the enemy team and then it's basically all about strategizing uh, your position and which units um, are better off with fighting against other units for example um, for example like a, a mage unit um, can do really high damage towards armored um, armored enemies. So you want to send your mages out with <clears throat> you want to send your mages out to like damage the fortress knights or shields or whatever. Um, 
and it's it's all about like calculating all your moves which is what i really love about games and that's why i really love strategy just i love like final fantasy 10 is one of my favorite rpgs just because it's all about planning five steps ahead um and this game really tickled that itch so all right still uh, won't play any strategy games with me that's not well he's describing a completely different kind of strategy right. not not oh, not rts fun strategies uh, wyatt you can at me later it's an, it's an f s g fun strategy <laughs> <laughs> let's not right. make that a thing all right let's carry on uh but uh so this game is like kind of similar i would say is really similar to like persona where it's kind of got that period of bonding and creating those relationships mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel the bonds compare to like a persona where like you really get to know those characters those confidants i think just through the the scale of this game there's just a lot of characters and it i would say it does a, a decent job but not as, not as a good enough job like as persona where um it's a smaller pool of these of set characters that you kind of get to progressively know over a, a more steady period. I feel like in Fire Emblem, um, they kind of like speed things up, but then they slow things down. Uh, and it's just very inconsistent. Sure. And you have to be really uh, wise with your time um, because you only get it like a, a set number of activities that you can do. Um, and that equal also equals to a set number of like of how many people you can talk to and how many people you can have like support conversations with also i will admit it, it's kind of boring watching a lot of those like support conversations and not only like not only does the professor like the main character have like can have these conversations but also with characters but also characters within themselves can have conversations too which is in principle it's interesting but like in actual execution it's just boring to watch and i just sure. end up skipping um so yeah i i understand what you mean the, the characters get kind of they have kind of one dimensional aspects of yeah, them and then yeah. it becomes like yeah here's the neat freak he's talking to the shy girl and yeah. let's see what happens there and there's not a lot of nuance to it and then it feels like the like the three houses all have like the same like archetype of characters like there's mm-hmm. the ladies man there's the like overconfident girl there's the um like the 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 shy person of the group so it kind of gets a little repetitive i i wish they had they would have added a little bit more variety to like the houses um but they all kind of like there's like two characters that look the same and they're in different (laughs) houses i'm looking at you sylvain (laughs) oh yeah sylvain is pretty forgettable seeming but apparently he's really popular yeah um how do you okay so with the time management did you ever feel like I'm going to keep talking about Persona 5 because that's pretty close comparison for me. Uh, even though I have played the game. But how did you feel about like the time management, like making the choices? Did you ever, like, did you feel like you knew what you were doing? You're like, oh, today I know I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to have a tea party with what's her face. Or did you just kind of feel, or did you kind of feel like a little overwhelmed where you're like, I have so many options and I can only do three things today? Yeah, I think when i was initially playing with my first house um it was a little okay what do i what's what's the most effective way i can spend my time mm-hmm. and i never really found that groove or never really found 
really just I, I wasn't always satisfied with all the like choices that I would do because sometimes I'm like maybe I'll just go fishing and maybe I'll just oh I'll just train my character and but then that won't let me um, like increase support with um, other characters but I think uh, as you go on the professor um, the professor gains more like professor levels which lets him or her um, do more action so it became a little easier as time went on and then with new game plus the first thing i did was just increase my professor level to maximum and then i have um maximum like availability to do all these activities okay all right i have uh two last questions for you um who who, who, are, who is best boy and who is best girl okay uh felix is best boy from the Fe- blue lions felix is the sword guy sword guy yes okay is it just because he's just really good? Yeah, he's... Uh, and kind of overpowered? He's very overpowered, and his the crest that he gets is just... Oh, yeah, talking about the crest. Oh, yeah. So, which is kind of weird. Um, basically, most of the characters are nobles. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they get crests, which allow them to... It gives them a boost in battle, and it's random. Um, but it's very... It's very um, just cast sensitive because a lot of the commoners don't have that, so they're not as useful in battle. Um, Do you feel like it is that much of like it's like makes enough of a deal where you kind of think like, oh, I kind of don't want to bring this guy because he does have a crest. Yeah. Or, oh, really? Yeah, I would say it can. Like, so they don't really do any. You don't feel like they do balancing to make like commoners more so you just hate commoners is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> not me Consult another group of people eric please <laughs> um so no i i feel like the the crest can really make or break a character uh and really prove how useful they are in battle so i i think what one of my like things i would say as feedback is just making the other characters a little bit more balanced i don't know maybe giving them higher stats um, that would make sense. Or, like you could be like, oh, because peasant, uh, like works in the fields a lot. They're gonna be like really strong mm. compared to like a noble who like yeah just hangs out at the castle and, all day. And also, there's two characters that have two crests, and they're the most overpowered characters in the game. Okay. Um, I won't say who because of spoiler reasons, but uh, so yeah. All right. So best boy Felix, uh, best girl. Best girl would be. I would say best girl is Petra from the Black Eagles. Petra's great. She's I do awesome. really like Petra. Uh, I did think at first I wasn't gonna like how uh, her her like weird accent thing was gonna pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she tries. She tries. She her tries best. her best, and she. What are you guys doing? What are you, what are you doing? What? what are you doing? I'm gawking at the fact that you still have World of Warcraft on your... On your that doesn't have anything to do with yeah. what you're doing. Exactly. I'm not saying You're interrupting yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a good, you're not a good anyway, co-host. Petra is best girl. Um, just because it's her demeanor. She's super nice, but also serious about what she wants to do and what she wants to learn at the Academy. Um, and yeah, so... Okay. I was trying to find... I remember seeing an article a few weeks... Like a week ago, and it said who in Japan... Like, they ran a poll on Famitsu, which is, like, a really popular magazine, mm-hmm. of who the best boy and girl were. The best boy was Dimitri. And I was like, 
okay. And then Best Girl was uh, Bernadetta. Really? Like, oh, okay. okay. I like Bernadetta. But then, but then the whole list just like I realized it's meaningless. Because maybe maybe you haven't thought of this, but number four best boy was Violet, the main character. The main character who's a silent protagonist who has no dimension, who has no personality. And like, That's my favorite character. <laughs> this is what people were saying, like submitting to this magazine. What? Well, so then, yeah, you can't really take anything with that. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed like, to do with that? I, like, I mean, I was asking, like, maybe he get, he he gets like a really cool like moment in the story or something no but. i mean the main character boy or girl um they they're they're also like the most overpowered character aside yes. from like the other units i would say that that's like a big detriment for me about that game yeah is the main character is so overpowered because you feel like you feel kind of invested in your little house and you're like i want them to like fight and get bigger but if you send out your super powerful guy, he's just gonna wipe the floor with everyone, and exactly. nobody's gonna get. You only get experience for fighting. You yeah. don't get experience for just like messing around and just Showing being. Up. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't get a participation trophy. You <laughs> have to kill. Yeah, like, to get experience. Right. Everyone has to kill, except for like the healer. I guess the healer heals and gets experience they, that way. They but, need to do actions. Yeah, they need to do actions. Um, and like I almost wish there was a way that I could just not have my character show up. Yeah, that he could just. But they, every battle requires him to be, like, he's the required unit for Hmm. every, like, single story battle. And and I was okay with it in previous Fire Emblem games because you didn't really have that character. It would just be the main character. So Mm. you'd, like, like, like Krom from uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. Or Smash Brothers. Yeah. Or Mark. Like, it was just, you had that guy and you had everybody else. But he was a character. So you want, because he's not you, you kind of want him to, like, grow and see him like blossom into a very amazing warrior right but i didn't have that feeling with my character because i don't really care about the self-insert i mean and he was yeah because he was just a static character yeah. and he's like quintessential to the story like he's or is he just there no he's oh, like no, he's, he's like the big deal. he's the driving okay. force he is, for he is, you yeah. are the the big important boy who's okay. gonna save everyone because i'm gonna say because like wouldn't it be better if you just selected a house and you just watched their story 100 yeah. it's that would be such a more compelling thing i i have no idea about the fire emblem games i've never played a single one so which it's kind of like like each house like the leader is kind of also the the second protagonist um but they rely so much on our your actual actual protagonist that it's just like i um, mean i'm okay with that aspect i'm okay with you having a protagonist who is like alongside because i do like like they're kind of being set on a path because of like where they're from because each leader is like has their own destiny to fulfill and you kind of are there to help guide them in the right direction and i appreciate that i just wish that he wasn't also just like a mary sue that showed up and saved everyone in the battle right right like i wish it was just like you're the professor and then you wave him off like have fun in battle kids (laughs) you see him him a week later and see who made it out alive and you can make that a good story element too because if you're just the professor then you're then you're just teaching them the skills they don't have to you don't have to show up per se. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like, that's a good way to. I don't know. Sorry, yeah. stirred uh, story good. nerding. All right, and then my last question was: so if you are, if I was, let's say, a fan of uh, tactical RPGs, handheld tactical RPGs like the Final Fantasy Tactics series, would you recommend this game to someone like that? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you cool. played it three times. How could you not? Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I have that recommendation. Yeah, I would say, and this one is, it's kind of a little bit more streamlined, which some people might appreci- appreciate, others might not, but it is an easy to pick up, easy to play. Um, if you want a bigger challenge, just set the difficulty to either hard or uh, merciless. Um, have you have you experimented with the heavier, uh, heavier, harder difficulties? Yes, I've played in hard, and it's not bad. Okay. I would recommend, if you're starting this game, I would recommend going in hard mode. Yeah. Because the difficulty in the other Fire Emblem games was kind of like being... You have to kind of study where... Because it's on a grid, and you'd have to study where other characters could move, like how far their attack range is okay. as you're like moving stuff out. But this game makes it real easy where like if you, you if you click on a, a unit, there's like a blue grid that pops up. It's like, this is where they can move. This is how far they can attack. And, and then if you click on an enemy, it shows as red. Like, this is where they can move and this is where they attack. But if there's space in between, it turns purple. So if you're like, right. if I move to this purple space and I end my turn, that enemy could come over and attack them. Correct. And you couldn't see that in other games. So, like, well, younger me is like, oh, I'm just going to move them here. And then all of a sudden, five knights just, like, jump you, jump on my Pegasus knight. And they just kill her. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you, you're dead. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. I gotta restart this whole level. Advance Wars had something similar to that. Advance Wars Two, you know the little yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that game was fantastic. Now that you know we're talking about tactical, but that game was great. You should try. If it. you like that game, you should play Wargroove. Wargroove it's like a mo- modern version of Advance Wars, but it's like it's got like Fire Emblem elements a little bit. Okay, it's free on Game Pass. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wow. also like is it's, that a, your it's plug? also like <laughs> is that your plug? God, please. Game Pass, please sponsor my podcast. <laughs> I will talk about it nonstop. I love that service. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for the discussion of Fire Emblem. Uh, Tyler, what did you want to talk about? You said, well, you've already talked about Hollow Knight enough. Yeah, luckily. yeah. So that's. Why don't you talk about. I mean, I don't want to be stepping issues, but why don't you talk about World of Warcraft Classic? Well. Or you want to uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to drive Wyatt off. Head out. <laughs> I don't want to drive Wyatt away, but uh, all I can say is it's fantastic. It's an entirely different game. I don't know if we're gonna have a. Are we gonna have a guest that? Because I'd rather talk about it with somebody else who's really dove into it. Because yes, Carlos, you played it, but you only got to level seven three times and then quit on me. And I, I at the ripe old level of twenty one. Here, here's here's how how about this? I give you my blessing. To shoot like your own special episode of the podcast where you get your wow buddies. I just, just want around to because I have zero. I played WoW, but I played WoW Classic, and I was like, okay, I got it. It's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. It's I'm just out. all right. I guess it's only really fun because obviously it's classic World of Warcraft. It's yeah. max at sixty. It's all, they haven't added anything to the original vanilla game, so it's just the two raids. Currently, it's just mm-hmm. two raids and the dungeons that were in vanilla. You can only run them, and you need to find a group. There's no group finder. So yes, that gets static, but that's not what the game is meant for. You're not meant to rush that in game play. A lot of people that I know rushed to 60. I mean, rushed. It took them like a month to do it, but and just bypassed all what really makes the game special and shine. Okay. It's everything that is in classic is what was really lacking in current retail World of Warcraft. I will say that there is yeah the the, the thing that even though WoW is an improvement on everything that came out in classic, you do lose 
a little bit of a sense of like personality a absolutely bit of community like i remember like like in the brief period that we played remember we ran into some person who was like like hey if you sign my guild ledger <laughs> i'll <laughs> make you a bag <laughs> yeah we were like hey i want a bag i'm like level two i need a bag yeah it and was then, amazing right and well, then they said like later on we we're in that guild and the, the leader is like hey if you just have the materials for me to make a bag i can just make you another bag and you know what the beautiful thing is People are still doing that. Yeah. It is ridiculous that this game's been out for three... No, nah, not three months. Like, two months, two and maybe a half, roughly. People are still like, hey, I, I can't use this ore. Do you just want it? And they'll trade you. And it's like, this is so nice. Like, everybody who's playing this game is playing to help each other because you really need the help. It's, it's just, it's insane. It, the professions, there's a reason to cook. There's a reason to do first aid. My God, is there a reason to do first aid? If you're, if you're not a healer, you can't. If you're a rogue, if you're a warrior, or shit, even a paladin needs... Well, druid more so would need first aid in a lot of cases. Cooking is fantastic as a warrior because I have a lot of downtime as a warrior. It sucks ass. But with cooking, I get that special stamina benefit. I get everything. I'm, uh, other professions like blacksmithing has a purpose again. I'm leveling that up as I'm leveling, so I'm making my own gear. I have a chess piece that's like three times better than somebody who's five levels ahead of me just because I made it and I took the time to make that. And I got the recipe through a quest chain in a different city that I went to. It's it's so intricate. There's so many little, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it well, but it's just, it's great and I love it. Okay. I have one big question for you. Shoot. This could be a good way to capsule this conversation uh what do you sucks. sorry tanking does suck but I love it. where what what do you think is going to be the future of wow classic because like as you said wow classic is about the one through 60 and the first couple of raids going through that experience again right and people have already like voraciously eaten that up not a lot of people like no, a, no, a, there's a, a lot okay so a lot of people ha are now at 60 and they're doing these raids and it's been like a few months. Yeah. People rushed it. But how do you build upon this formula? What can you do? Can you is it are they just gonna patch in uh more raids? Like they're gonna add encourage and that is the current plan, I believe, because we're, we're after that, what do you do? I don't know. That's that's the question of the hour. I they either have a have a classic server and then if this does well, I think they talked about because this is the patch. If I'm not being dumb, this is the patch right before the next Ramus patch. So the very next patch is the limited Nax Ramus, which is a raid, which is a 40 man raid, or was it 40? Nax Ramus? Yeah, I, I, think I think it was 25. I think it was 25. I know Onyxia's layer is 40, but Onyxia's layer is 40. AQ is 40, and and so is Encourage. Uh, no, the Black Rock Mountain. Whatever, whatever that whatever It doesn't matter. I think they plan on getting to the cap of vanilla eventually. Because they talked about it. If it's doing well, they're going to continue doing so forth. Because PvP is not even really introduced in the game That's yet. True. So, and, they've, and they've talked about they want to get that down. They just don't know how to do it to keep it true to vanilla World of Warcraft. Because... PvP actual battlegrounds in vanilla World of Warcraft was not very well optimized, and there was only three. 
four. Do you think there's any possibility that they'll do like Burning Crusade, or are they just chopping it? No, I absolutely believe that they'll do that. It, if at very least, if they don't do Burning Crusade, I can almost guarantee you they will eventually do Wrath of the Lich King. And that's not just wishful thinking, because that's my favorite expansion. I think because they saw the level of want that people wanted for Classic, the only other expansion that has had the same amount of love, and the, the one that's really launched WoW into popularity was arguably Wrath of the Lich King. That's when it had that like sure. ridiculous amount of players, yeah. that 20-whatever million people playing. My worry is just that, like I don't know, it just seems like if you do that, then like you're kind of just running two concurrent copies of World of Warcraft at the same time. Just one is a little bit slower than the other one. Right. Well, it's like no, if you progress that way. Behinds. But the way that I think they wanted to do it is just have these servers of these different expansions. So they have a vanilla server. It's not going to be like vanilla. Okay, you can't do vanilla anymore now. It's what if what if then we get past Wrath of the Lich King, and then people go, "Oh man, WoW Classic's great, but you know what I really miss? It's just WoW Vanilla." And then we just create. We just no, 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 no. They're gonna have the servers running. Uh-huh. All this like for all. But if for WoW Classic expansion. gets Burning Burning Crusade and Wrath of Lich King, it's no longer WoW Classic. No, 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 no. no. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm but not saying, saying that they're gonna separate the servers. Oh, okay. They're gonna have an individual server for Wrath of the Lich King, not a singular but server. Doesn't that just build off of or vanilla anyway? Is there enough content for it for, to just be? ram by itself i mean people would play wrath just I by think, itself I, it just seems like this is a lot of work for blizzard to put into a dying mmo no it really well, very much is i think they're trying to revitalize it by but this is so. this is a this is a bandage this is not no correct. just because wow classic is cool doesn't make me excited for the new expansion well the thing is they might actually take certain elements of classic and bring it into the current retail. That's what they were trying to do with Burning, uh, not Burning, the Wow. Burning Crusade? No. Well, not the Burning Crusade. The burning... newest expansion, Battle for Azeroth. Battle for Azeroth. That whole, they were trying to implement more, like, class individuality. Mm-hmm. Brought back a lot of spells, brought back a lot of like buffs and stuff, because, you know, as you know, they're all gone. Which, another thing was great is mages need regents to to cast certain spells or like you need teleport like it's just there's so much depth there's so much levels to it it's it it's definitely more rpg than it is mmo rpg mm-hmm. you know so it just it, it, it feels that way and people appreciate it as such and there's still so many full servers that you there's they layered them so you don't have the queue times anymore i oh. picked a server where i never had to have a queue time so anyway so it didn't really affect me but of course, there's free character transfers. There's all this great stuff that they're doing for it to optimize it and make it nice. So overall, pretty happy. I with strongly it. approve. Okay. 100% behind it. All right. Very cool. But Thanks, Tyler. completely understand. It is not everybody's thing. That's why I don't force anybody to try to play it. That's a lie. Besides Wyatt. All right. So going from not everybody's thing to I think pretty much everybody's thing, uh, Wyatt, you've been going... <laughs> I don't know if the mic picked that up. It was a very quiet fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Tell me about The Witcher. (laughs) Tell me about Witcher 3. Um, It's amazing. Okay. Uh, Fell in love with it pretty quickly, I think. I tried 1 and 2. Did not pick it up as quick. 
I don't know what about three, but it was just amazing. I don't know if it's the characters or just they. So you all the you kinks. don't know when you fell in love with this game. You just kind of there wasn't like a big turning point where like because like oh, this for is a me like for me specifically there was a moment where I went oh, and I think for Eric Eric maybe you had an oh moment. For The Witcher 3? For The Witcher 3, <laughs> yeah, no, yes. I the immediately 3. fell in love with that game. No. I, like, 90 hours later, and I still felt the same after. Because, like, for me, game. it was the moment where you're still in the tutorial, and you're doing that mission for the dwarf, and he's like, hey, someone stole all my gear or whatever. Can you go find it? And then you kind of, like, find out it's this drunk guy, and he's like, oh, whatever. Fuck you. Like, I stole it. Fuck dwarves. They suck. And you're like... It's just some drunk asshole, but you know what? I'm going to report him. And then you do report him, and they're like, all right, hang him up. And you're like, wait, no, I didn't want you to kill him. I just I just wanted you to, like, I don't know, like, toss him in jail for, like, a few months. I'm like, no, no, he's dead. We don't have time for this. And they just killed him immediately, and I was like, oh, God, I need to start paying real. For, like, a person who's played, like, a lot of, like, dialogue-heavy games where you make a lot of choices. Go to most For the most part, it's like, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, oh, either that or it's very obvious. Like, in Mass Effect, it's kind of obvious when you make a choice and it has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nice so, little blue dot and the red dot. Yeah. Well, I, not just that, but it's like, if you do this thing that you know is going to make Rex mad, Rex is going to be mad at you. That kind of thing. So, oh, KOTOR sucked yeah, with one of one of the moments for me in The Witcher where, like, first of all, all the side quests, how detailed they are, I've never seen that done in any other game. But, um... There's this one quest where you're just off and about, like, near in the woods, and there's just like little creature near this tree, and you're you approach it, and then you have the option to either kill it or let it live, and like it seems very harmless or whatever. So I'm like, I I'm not gonna kill it, like, it's fine. And then as I keep going on my adventure, uh, like just like ten hours later, I go to this village. And everyone's dead. <laughs> what? Everyone's dead in this Wait. village. Say no more. I, as somebody who literally this night just purchased this game and is you downloading. It? Yeah, yeah, downloading. He, he it it, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, so right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have a special episode when once you're done with it, and once you're done with it, we have like a spoiler mode. All right. So when 2022. 2022. Like after Cyberpunk. <laughs> 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 We've all had our. Are we gonna have a cyberpunk cyber episode before Witcher Three episode? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. But that's when I realized, wow, this game is amazing. Yeah. Sorry, why we cut you off? Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking. I don't. What was the question? No, just so like what, what to t- talk about. Yeah, what hooked you? What hooked yeah. you? Like, if you don't remember, like, if you don't remember what specifically hooked you, what is it about it that th- keeps pulling you in? In the beginning, I love the gameplay. The first two. There you actually like the gameplay. Yeah, the third one, yes. Okay. The first two, there was very, it was kind of like, I guess like a classic WoW. You just click the enemy and you hope you win and you move on. Yeah. Well, the first one is like, it's like a was. weird rock paper scissors where you're like, I have the monkey sword fight, which is good against the pig sword fight or whatever dumb crap. And then the second one is kind of just like generic action game with kind of weird RPG. Yeah. Very, clunk, very, very funky. But yeah, Still this one. Though. And the third one, super smooth, so I got quickly into it. I was like, okay, I'm, gameplay got me it. But then all of a sudden the story started unfolding, and like Eric said, each side quest actually matters. And like, you get on one little sidetrack for like two hours just to help this one old lady, and it's like, oh, what was I just doing with my life? 
and I think that's what really got me steamrolling into the game. Okay. Uh, is there any, like, how do you feel about Gwent? I skip it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh my. You don't like Gwent? No, it's it takes away from the game. What? Oh. 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 First of all, I actually have oh, dare you. two I decks know. of Gwent, like real life. I like know. we could play this right now. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm skipping in Witcher. What, not... what, what is it about Gwent that you don't like? It doesn't seem like it's important. It just feels like a little mini game they threw in. I mean, it is a little mini game. Yeah, but it's so much more. It, 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 but I, I feel like the way that they implement it, there's so many know. quests where you're like, okay, we're going to do this, and I need you to do this, and you're like, Let's just I could Gwen. do that, or we, we could settle this with a pack of Gwent. I don't even Are we going to live stream Gwent? No, thank you. Do that tabletop thing? I mean, I have a Monsters deck. And a Guardian deck. I have the, have the Temerian deck. Pretty sweet. Are you don't listen to him. You, Gwent is great. Okay, good. Because I don't know what it's we're talking good. about. There's an app. Okay, so Eric, can you explain like Gwent to, to 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 Tyler? It's bad. He doesn't know what type of Gwent is. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Gwent. Okay, so it's basically a card game to where you have think of Yu-Gi-Oh, a little bit like Yu-Gi-Oh. Lit. All right. No. I mean, like you, in the sense of like you have. Why? You have, like, your cards? Units, you have your unit <laughs> cards, and then you have, like, your special <laughs> effect cards. Um, Why? You skip it. You can't have an opinion here. <laughs> I've done it. It's, it's, a, it's actually really simple, where you have a deck of, like, a certain amount of cards, and you draw ten. Mm -hmm. And then the whole point of the game is that on your turn, you want to have... And each card has, like, a point value. Uh -huh. And so you want to... When your turn ends, you want to have more points than the other person. And you take turns, like, playing one. So if I play a card that's worth five, you want to play a card that's worth six. And then if you do that, then I want to play a card that increases, like, it's more than your total value of six. So I want to play another card. Like, if I play a four, then it's going to be uh -huh. nine versus six. But if you end your turn less than what your opponent has, you lose the round. Yeah, remember, and you only have ten cards. And it's best two out of three. Yeah. And it's, like, 30 minutes. Oh. No. My it can are. be if you're really like yeah. tactical. When no, you're I'm not. Um, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Also, and I'm like, oh my god. But each, the thing is, yeah. Go each ahead. deck has a specific thing to it. Mm -hmm. For example, the monsters deck, which is my favorite deck, um, it allows you once you summon one monster, um, you can actually go into your big pile and then look up uh, any other variants of that same monster. Um, and then you can easily rack points like that. So you have five intricate. bats in your deck, and you summon one bat. You summon all, all the bats. Five bats. Yes. It's very intricate. Yes. Um, and then there's like ability cards that can kind of help you out. So you can have like instead of playing a card, you can play a card that kills the monster with the highest number value. Right. And if you have more than one monster with the same number value, you can just like <sighs> scorch them all. So if he played like a bat, and he has like five bats, and they all have like five power, uh -huh. and all of a sudden he has twenty five, you just play like yeah. one scorch, and they're all gone. Oh. And it, it's very right. like it, it sounds hard it to gets me. it gets really intense real quick where you can just like play one card and you're like it's over for you and you just gotta uh, forfeit the round. That sounds something. very hard. But then there's also like because it's two out of three, you can also you would also have to like just give someone a round like if you know you're not gonna beat them. Like, don't bother you. Like, I'm just going to save my card. I'm, I'm going to give you... Because you used your super special card to try to beat me. I'm going to just forfeit. And now you can't use that card anymore. Right. 
Okay, and then you want to like, and then next round you're gonna get them, and then at the next round you can get them again. Or just skip it and just kill them. Or just be wide and be boring. (laughs) But hey, you know what? Hey, I put all my skills into my control for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) My control is yeah. So like when you have a conversation, you can like talk to them. My control, yeah. Force persuade. It it works. 99% 99% of the time, but occasionally you'll talk yeah. to two people, <laughs> he's and you'll be like, he's using magic. He's like, hey, did you just fucking mind control him? <laughs> then he'll try to beat you up. <laughs> well, that sounds fantastic. Yes, this game's great. It's, this game is, it. uh, I've said it on this podcast, so I'm not afraid to say it again. This is my favorite game of all time. It's pretty good. It's really good, and I really look forward to you playing it, Tyler. And so, Witcher 2 just doesn't hold up? It, no, no, it's it's I, fine. It's good. Okay. It's it's. I have all three on my computer. Oh, don't don't you play can, one. You can you can you can skip two as well. You can skip two, but I think it is like the story is still enjoyable, and I've mentioned it before. But like, it's really cool how, literally halfway through the game, you literally pick one way or you pick the other way, and they're two completely different games. Hmm. You you take this path where you go with uh, Trace. No, not Trace. Uh, the, the turban head guy. Oh, um, no, he's not. <laughs> he's, he just wears a weird turban. Um, Roche. Roche. Yeah. You hang out with Roche, or you hang out with Yorveth, who is like the leader of like the resistance. Yeah. And either path takes you in a different way. It does end similarly, but like, it's cool. Well, it's cool still game. Cool, it's actually though, a cool yeah. game. It is a cool game. It's just the. How, I would put it on easy, so you could just breeze through. Yeah. It and not how how long is it? It's could, not. Is this something it's that not I could, as long as Witcher Three? It's like like could, you could be the like. 15, 20 Yeah, hours. it's a, it, it, it's more straight, right? It's, it's not very streamlined. Yeah. Okay. It's like you you are you're in an open world. You're in like an area that's like open. So and similar then to you Mass Effect act. One. Think of like yeah, Mass Effect, Dragon yeah. Age, Inquisition. Yeah. I didn't play Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. Mm-hmm. We gotta change that. But let's work on Witcher first. All right. Let's work on Witcher. Let's officially on... added to my backlog. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's a backlog sound. <laughs> Alright, somebody cut that. Let's get that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so why? Anything else you want to say about The Witcher? Uh, I really love the combat. That's pretty much what... Okay. I just love I'm it. really glad that you like this combat so much, because you're such a action-heavy game person, yes. but I hear so many people complain about the combat, and I just think, like, to those people... Have you I played? Mean, you, you can have your own opinion, whatever. But... Yeah. If you actually like dig into the combat, like you really, really you start spending points, and you're like, I want to be, I want to be like a magic guy, and you really like apply yourself in that direction, you can have fun with magic. If you like, like for example, I ignored like because there's three trees. There's like combat, magic, and like potions, uh, potions. and I was like, potions and grenades, grenades and crossbows. Yeah. But eventually, like, I did actually try the potion path, and it became my favorite, because yeah. there's so many, like, cool things, like, how if you drink potions, you have, like, a limit of toxicity that you can have, or, like, okay. if you drink too many potions, you just, basically, you overdose, and you're just kind of, like, dying slowly, but oh. you, if you follow the potion path, you can make it so, like, if you have, the more toxicity you have, you're gonna get, like, uh, temporary hit points, applied to it basically roid rage and then like but and then you can put on armor that increases your toxicity so you just kind of become like this giant like, yeah roided out monster with a sword <laughs> and it's awesome uh so glad you like the combat thank you for discussing witcher 3 you're welcome eric we're gonna talk about a game because i haven't talked about a game yet but you've played this game and i've played this game 
this game is called uh, Control. 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 Oh. Do you know about Control? Yeah. I've, Do you know about Control? I've, I love it. Very, like, base level. Okay. Like, I've seen So, videos. Control is not my favorite game of the year. But it oh. is, like... It has potential to? This game was made this for game, you. This game was made for me and my weird tastes, but it's also just, like... Like, I've, I've never seen a video game like this before in my life. Like, uh-huh. it is, like, so unique and just, like, how it does all this weird stuff. Ah. So, basically... It's a video game hipster thing. Okay. Shut, no, shut the hell up. No. Okay, so Control is basically you play as this girl named Jesse Faden, and you're looking for your brother. And you find... Like, what the game tells you is that you find this building called the Bureau of Control. Right. You walk in... And you're like, hey, I'm looking for my brother. And someone's like, oh, you got to go talk to the director. And you walk into the director's office, and he's dead. And there's a gun. There's like a weird gun. And you pick up the gun. And everyone goes, congratulations, you're the new director. Also, uh, the office is exploding. Everyone's turning into weird, like, zombies. And you need to fix it. And you're like, what? And that's the plot of the game. It's just you are now the director of this, like, secret government... A facility, and you have to just fix everyone's problem. And it's Metroidvania, so hey, it, it is Metroidvania. Does it pay? Does the position pay at least? Like uh, no. government salary, salary yeah. isn't that much, honestly. You but, know, the president only gets paid like a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, he probably sh- should be not paid. But what do you mean not paid? I mean, not like you should get dis- paid. That's a discussion for him. Yeah, that's, 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 that's political backlog. <laughs> also, um, uh, break disclaimer. Even though we talked about Blizzard. Uh, Free Hong Kong. Uh, Xi Jinping is a pig. Look, uh, uh, as somebody who's going there next year, I don't need to be blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> nope, too late. You're, you're not going. Winnie Pooh did nothing wrong. <laughs> okay, back to the game. This so, is Tyler's last part. So, <laughs> the game just kind of, it just kind of slowly opens up with you. You, you just have to accept that everything that's going on is really weird. Like, you're walking around, you don't know anyone. The paintings on the wall that had the old director now have you dressed as the director, like, on the wall. So it has Jesse, like, literally, like, posing, like, I'm the director now. Characters just talk. You meet a janitor, and the janitor speaks, like, this super specific language that I don't even know what the language is. I have no idea what the language is. Uh-huh. It's, like, the I think it's, like, Eastern European or something, but it's, like, a very particularly specific thing that, like, they found a random guy to, like voices janitor character <laughs> and uh, it's just so weird it's so weird but i love it because uh-huh. it it you it, the story is pretty straightforward you're cleaning up this uh government agency and you're trying to find your brother and but there's just a bunch of shit going on at the same time uh and like i just love like the way it looks it's like it's it's got this brutalist architecture Mm-hmm. Which basically is like, basically like, think about how the DMV looks. Think right. about the DMV and think about how it looks. But just imagine if all the lights were off and it just was like, <laughs> it was like weird red shadows on the wall and very, stuff. Very Halloweeny. Yes, it, it's like super creepy, but it's so like, it's like sharp corners. It's like all gray. It's very like uniform, but like just the look of it is just like mesmerizing. Just like the way that this game like plays with shadows like like i was playing on this computer and it runs like 
fine. It, it did, did like, I had to stop at points because like it would get so hot that it would just stop playing and I'm like, whoa, okay. And I know you with your fancy new PC my, with my RTX because you have like RTX on and everything. <laughs> but like, the combat of this game is, it's basically it's a it's a third person shooter kind of like, Uncharted, but if you also had super mad super powerful magic telekinetic. So you can just like be shooting. You know, so you have like a gun. You only have one gun in the game, but it turns into multiple things. So you start with like a pistol. And then so similar gun. to like Mass Effect or mm, not the first kinda. one. No, it is like the first one. Oh, okay. You don't more run more out like of ammo. You just you like it you just aim reloads. and then it reloads. Or like it charges up. Mm -hmm. And then you can like turn it into a shotgun. You can turn it into a sniper rifle. Okay. You can turn it into a machine gun. Mm. Uh, and then you have like. Uh, yeah, you have like tele telekinesis, and then as you like progress, you get more power, so you can build like a shield up. You can, you can fly. Can fly. Oh, there is a game like that though. You can also. Uh, what is it called? One of the Quantum Break. Is, uh... I right. But is that's it? by the same people. Oh, well, that would explain. And they made Max Payne too, and Alan Wake. Uh, so they're really good at making third-person shooters. Mm -hmm. What? I like that game, Alan Wake. It's good. It was free on the Game Store. Anyway, cool. Unless I'm playing that. Anyway, the one to get to this right. But the story, it just, it feels kind of like, almost like a really long X-Files episode. Yeah. Where you're just like, <laughs> it, it, it is so, I think the <laughs> weirdest part, the weirdest part that I love about this game, there's a lot I love about this game. The combat's actually lower on the spectrum, but I'll talk about why I don't like the combat that much. No, I do like the combat. It's. But it, it, it at points it gets a little gritty. But the best part about this game is like, just it feels even though you don't talk to that many people it just feels like such a lived in office space and if you like worked in an office you just kind of get that feeling you're like you're reading people's memos you're reading like printed out copies of like people's emails and it's got like that uh because it's like a like super secret like agency like all the emails talk about like weird things that happen in the world that people like go out because the point of the office is to like go out and find like weird phenomena and to like uh. contain it and control it. And so they basically find shit that's weird. They send out agents, they pick it up, they bring it back. And they okay. keep control of it and they do like research on it and stuff. Uh, but like, you're picking up emails that people talk about like, hey, found this like uh, baby hamper. Or like the, what, what is it? Stroller. Stroller? They have like, there's like another word for it. Crib? It's like a cramper. A uh, buggy? Krampus? Baby stroller. You find it's like, oh, it's a baby stroller. Carriage? But when you come, no. Ignore, ignore. No, no, stop. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> no, it's a stroller. Tons. But like, when you come near it, like smoke comes out, and then you can get like, uh, uh, like baby overcome by the smoke and die, and oh. crazy stuff like that. Or like, there's a refrigerator oh. that if you someone has to be on fridge duty at all times, they have to like watch it. Yeah, they have to watch the fridge because if the, no one's looking at the fridge, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like it could like do so anything. So it's kind of like a take on SCP or the yeah, it's, like it's those, SCP. I didn't yeah. want to say SCP because I didn't know if everybody knew what that was, but I know. I well, it's like a, it's a weird, it's a game. It's that weird game that was really popular, but it was also it's it's basically like an internet weird like it's like a weird like crop copy pasta like creepy pasta community where they talk about like weird phenomena and they like as if it's like a government as if it's like a weird government thing like people would like create like like for example like let's say like Slenderman is like part of it yeah like talk about Slenderman like make short stories about it but like try to make it feel like it's a real thing going on not just like 
but like a in story. a sense of it's like written down as like a report like yeah day 32 of S, uh, was experiment 9206 uh, we forgot to look at it it snapped everybody's neck yeah that's the, that's the end it's like it's like a weird thread it's some of them are like weirdly intricate and really interesting it's mm-hmm. like if you go down that rabbit hole it's kind of fun side it, note that's shove that back to the side yeah. let's go to control it's not that creepy the, right, the, the idea is that basically like they had uh, yeah they had the control everything, and then all of a sudden like this weird like phenomena came and it was called like the hiss and it's like a weird like not even like a gas it's like just like a weird like particles just like particles came in and everybody who wasn't wearing like this uh, vest that the main scientist gave them the day before which is pretty sketchy uh, they all just turn into like these like creature they basically get taken over by the hiss and they just like go and kill anybody right. so like basically it's just like you just have like pockets of people like trying to stay alive while also like trying to maintain control hey uh, over this facility roll credits right um, she's the only one who can't she's the only one who can't because she has the power of the director okay yeah it's really cool I haven't even talked about like all the stuff I love about this game because it's 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 so like it it's so trying to be like its own thing yeah that there's just like weird things I never thought I would say the words aggressive typography but that is a major element of this game where like whenever you enter a new zone it just like pop cuts to like this huge like lettering just like that takes over the screen and it's like during the boiler room they're just like whoa maintenance center and you're like whoa like normally like when you get like because this happens in other videos you go to a new area like you're in the desert now but it's like a very like subtle kind of like yeah like here it's just like so bold and in your face it's like it's wearing it pops out yeah just wears the personality in its sleeve one of the best characters is uh dr darling who is that character who's like the main head like he's the head of research Mm -hmm. and he knew about this whole thing kind of right but you find like live action recordings of him and they're kind of taped like like old psas so you find them on like a like an old projector and they just be like hey it's me let me tell you about the hiss the hiss is this thing and it's just like a live action dude just talking to you uh and it's like interesting it's like hilarious but it's also like incredibly engaging and you're just like you really learn to like this character who's like slightly unhinged but it's always like making has like uh, an outward appearance of just like very happy and just like very excited like i love science i kind of okay so he's basically like a bill nye like the head of research of an interdimensional portal or something (laughs) basically huh yeah i mean it sounds like it's kind of right up my alley and there's um is it is it emily Emily Pope. Emily Pope. She's yeah. like your main. She's like she was the deputy of director, like underneath uh, the, the director, uh, the, the, underneath Darling, and right. she becomes like your main contact, and she just helps you out. And she's like very cool. She's like a very cool character. Like you kind of like at first I was like oh, I don't trust she's like, you. She's, she's a like a little. Sus. She's a little. She's a little too nice, you know. But she it turns out just to be like a really cool person who's like slightly unhinged because she's just she's like Darling. She's just so she loves science so much. She's like well, you can do, like, this thing? Like, please, let me experiment on you. Like, let me take a little bit of your blood. And you're like, uh, okay. I'm like, like, I don't know you like that. <laughs> what? Um, this is my first day on the job. But the, the the coolest, I think the most unique thing about this game is the way it plays with physics and, like, uh, 
just like physics and lighting like the lighting in this game is like phenomenal like you're just walking through like a hallway that's just like shrouded in red light which usually means like there's hiss coming up but like the way that it builds it it's just like it feels like dread even though like you know it's not gonna be scary like it's just the hiss but you're just like the way that you just look into a room and you're just like oh shit like mm-hmm. something's about to go down um there's like these awesome sequences where the old director has like a message for you and they're talking like you just walk into a room and all of a sudden it's like an overlay it's like a blue overlay projected ahead of you and you see the shadow of the director like a live action shadow of the director like smoking a cigarette while talking and like i can't do it justice like uh verbally like you have to see it to see just like how crazy this thing looks okay. and then like when you when you're watching like a projector you're watching a projector of dr darling because it's like you can use telekinesis and you can also like by the way you can pick up any item with telekinesis and use it as a weapon all right awesome you can pick up a projector and the projection moves with it and so you just like have like a bouncing like (laughs) upside down version of the projector of like dr darling talking and you can just like move around you can even like i've never like i was like i can't believe you can do this in a video game like i was literally like i can't believe i walked in front of the projector and it just projected on my face <laughs> and I could just watch Dr. Darling talk on Jesse's face. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't know how hard that is to develop. Like, but I don't know to how, program it yeah, like, I don't know how hard that is to program. I just know I've never seen that in a video game before in my entire life. And I was like, just my balls were busted. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just constant moments like that. Like just anytime I go to a new area, like I don't know what's coming up. I don't know what, like I'm gonna see next and like I don't know it's just such a cool game it sounds really it's interesting. really freaking cool I think if, if I have to get negative like the ending is kind of like confusing a little it's a little confusing it's a little like oh okay oh it's over. Yeah, like that's it yeah also kind of abrupt as well yeah I think part of that is that a lot of open world games now like to do the thing where because it used to be like in open world games you kind of like hit a end state point of no return you can't you can't go back here and then so when you beat the game you just go before that point and do a bunch of stuff and then just like beat the game again or whatever right a lot of games like to do where you have an ending where you keep playing afterwards yeah just like and i feel like that kind of makes games suffer a little bit where you it doesn't have the same finality where you're just like i'm just gonna keep walking around when you could have like had more stakes in it or something if you never, if you didn't know if you cared, like you can't come back to this, yeah. yeah. But it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, everything's gonna be fine if I'm gonna keep playing after this. Tangent. Also, the combat, it is cool, it is fun. Uh, it does lose the pizzazz, like yeah. the later you get on, it gets like a little, a little bit harder. I also really hate. I really hate. I think it's a terrible idea. I think because it has a lot of, it has some RPG elements where you kind of. Um, level up different you level up little you you level up skills on your powers but you also like get new like bits to add to your guns that give them like a bonus like oh if you add this to your shotgun like the the range goes up also personal mods as well yeah and you get like quests that give you materials to do so but like like the hunt for materials just like never felt that engaging and there would be like these weird random quests that they give you that just like are Uh very sudden they're like quick uh, you have 20 minutes. You have to kill these people in this particular part of the map. And you have to go do it. You don't have to. It's optional. But you kind of like, you know, if you're a gamer, like, an you want to do it. You have an incentive. You get, like, rewards. But uh, they're really hard. If you die at any point before completing it, you lose it. 
And also, they will literally stop you wherever you are doing. You could be having a serious conversation with another character, and you just hear, and you're like, sorry, I, I was really invested in the story, but now I have to do this stupid fucking protect these, uh, protect the SWAT team that's like overrun by his or some crap. Mm -hmm. I thought that was terrible. But that's all all my complaints. I think everything else about this game is... That can be kind of interesting, though. At at least... At least not... Not even, like, to play it. I think if you just, like, watch somebody play it... you can watch a Let's Play. You like Jesse Cox. Jesse Cox has a... I know. He has a whole run on it. You can watch that, but I I recommend checking out when it's on sale. Do you have anything you want to add on Control? Um... Not really. I think the, the after... Well, for me, after I beat the game, I just stopped playing it because I didn't really care. That's the same. I had the same problem. Really? Even though I had so much I yeah. had left to do, I just kind of went like... I said, like, there's nothing driving me to do this anymore. Um, I wouldn't say that's too much the fault of the game. That's... I mean, that just how it happens to me. Like, when... I like to do everything before I finally beat the game. Because, like, once you beat it and you're doing the other stuff, it's like, this isn't really adding to anything. Yeah, it just I'm just doesn't. doing the stuff because just, you can yeah, at that point, it's just because yeah. you like the But combat. if I'm doing, yeah, if I'm doing the side quests before the final mission, it's like, I'm going to be as strong as I can before I take on the final boss. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. Control. That's cool. Great. Fun fact, Dr. Darling, uh, the character, I mean, the actor who plays Dr. Darling, he's the voice of Alan Wake. And there's a, there's a lore thing, not a spoiler, really. There's a lore thing connecting Alan Wake to this game. And it explains that game. It literally tells you what that game is. Alan Wake is the most straightforward game you can ever experience. No, but it like explains what the phenomenon was, and you're like, oh. They're one of the, they're one of the SCP memo things. That's kind of cool. It's it was cool. Like I didn't even play that much Alan Wake, but as soon as I started, I was like, whoa. You gotta play that. Anyway, yes. Tyler, yes. Do you have anything else, or should we move on to everybody else? I know you haven't been playing too many games. Uh, no, <laughs> I've been. Yeah, no, I've been having. I'm just a gonna hard... call you out right now. No, yeah, no. I. It's 100 percent accurate. I haven't been playing much of anything for okay. for a while. It's been bad. A lot of Apex whenever I can. Why? Yes. Do you want to talk about Apex Legends? What? Why does only Wyatt oh, wow. get the option? No, you can all talk about it. No. We have the squad right here. It's me, Wyatt, and Eric. And That's it. That's all there is. That's all there, <laughs> there is. Because I am not... I don't play Apex Legends. <laughs> I think it's a great game. But... Uh, it's just... Well, okay. We're going to have a reverse... in. Uh, we're going to have a reverse interrogation because... Yeah. All, of, all of you have a problem. You all have oh, a problem. Oh, intervention. Not. Not a <laughs> Eric, we went to a... This is not too much of an inside joke, but we went to a Halloween party and everybody got home at 2 a.m. and you immediately texted everyone, so Apex? So, okay, <laughs> like, oh boy, I've been like hot and musty. I should go to sleep or and just take it, a shower. And, and you would sleep. assume it's a joke. That's, that's it's a not problem. a joke. We but there played. was a screenshot. There was a receipt thrown in there. Yeah. You guys played that game at 2 a.m. We then, did. Didn't, and we won a few. You play this yeah. game, I think, every day. Not. Yes, you guys yes. try to play this you, game. You every go day. out of your way to try to play this game every day. Um, We're it, sorry, we like to have fun blame, with our friends. Oh, okay. I blame my sleep deprivation to Apex, but it's fine. 
That I mean, shit. Yeah. I, it's a fun game. I so, wish so, I would play it more. So with you why guys. do you like? Why do you like this game so much? Like you, you like Smite, but you barely play Smite that much. No, I play Smite. Okay, a lot. all right. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Whatever he's yeah, not playing don't. Apex, he's playing Smite. Yeah, those are my two addictions. <laughs> if you think they have a problem with Apex, but okay, so why do you like Apex so much? Why this and not Fortnite? Why this and not PUBG? Well, since you called out Fortnite, that new season does look really fun. Actually, Fortnite always looks fun. My problem with it is they just don't like building. No, you're, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm not saying that I can get behind it, because I also can't build, like, at a competitive level, but I will say, being able to fish in that game adds a weird it's dynamic cool. to it. I played a little bit of the, the new Fortnite season, I was like, it, it's, it, the intro, I was actually playing on my phone, because I was going to, like, try it out, and it's cool, because it just, like... Are you 12? What? No. <laughs> look, I got a new phone, I want to... Alright, yeah, yeah, Uh, but I was, um, like, it's like a cool cutscene where, like, it like shows everybody like in the bus, and then yeah, you just jump okay. out, and you're like, "Oh, I'm playing! Oh, I'm playing right now!" <laughs> it so, the cool. funny story about that is, I work with um, I work with a guy named uh, Javian, and he he plays Fortnite, loves the game. Is he also ten? He's seventeen. And <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, help, help in the case. No, no, no. He's a cool guy. Awesome. Uh, hey, Malachi plays Fortnite. So. Malachi. Oh, he's ten too. God. Shut up. <laughs> How old are you, Malachi? <laughs> He's gonna show up on this podcast and and roast all your ass. Yeah, he's gonna be very mean, and um, which I think he listens, doesn't he? No, he does. Okay, look, get I, to it. Regardless, I he he was playing during that opening event. Like saw the black hole, was like still on it, and then all of a sudden, the event happened or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and that so we saw that intro live, and I was like, what? Okay, that's wild. That's crazy. Or he he was live streaming it and I and he had it on his phone and he streamed it and I was like whoa, that's wild. It is cool. I think the the, the level of things that they're doing with Fortnite is nuts. But that's all we're talking about. Apex. Talking about Apex. Why do you like Apex so much? Why can't you stop playing Apex so much? What is this new season about? What is this escape crap? Oh, uh, oh the event is so cool. I think we should start with one topic, Mister. Why do we like Okay. Why do we like Okay, so let me let me let me control my co-host here or my host here as the co-host. Why is this? Why is it fun to play with friends, Wyatt? It's very engaging. Playing with randos is very difficult. There's no communication. Everyone just does their own thing. But when you're the full squad, you're like, "There's a peacekeeper over here." I'm like, "Oh, I need that," and it's very engaging. And Winning as a team that you know is way more appealing than it's, grand. Randoms. It's so rewarding. Yeah, with randoms, you're like, all right, I just won with nobody's. Who do either I, got who, like who, who do I talk carried. to? Yeah, right. Yeah. Either get super carried or you super carried, and it's just like, cool, I did that. Like, but with your friends, it's usually some weird, ridiculous zone. It's some something always quirky about it. Like the one time that me, me, Dylan, and you, Eric, won. Where we literally locked, we oh. locked the team in with my lifeline alt mm-hmm. into the building and killed them with the zone. That was with me. Was it with you or was yes. it with Dylan? With me. It was, yeah. Okay, so Wyatt was there, so yeah, we have three accounts was, of the same story. I was Watson, you were, you were lifeline and I was lifeline. Pathfinder I'm assuming, insert, Gibral- probably Gibraltar. Oh, probably not Gibraltar. Um, before I got lucky. And, but. Oh my god, that was such a funny I think scenario. One of the. For, for me, why I like Apex, it's basically, it's one of 
out of all the battle royales that I've played, it has the best gunplay. Um, oh yeah, I absolutely agree. It it feels like on par, even better than like a Call of Duty or. Um, That's a hot take, but it's but different. but it's not. Yeah, it's a different style. Right, like it's it's Call of Duty is a little bit more faster, but like I would say, it it still it holds up. Oh um, yeah, absolutely, because it's a different style. I'd say it's about equal. I hear the new Call of Duty's gunplay is fantastic. Like I hear like really good things about it. Don't look at me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me uh, like that. Uh, I'm looking at you because you're talking. Like, you're so, shooting me some bad so blows. The gunplay is good, and then also just the, the uniqueness of the characters is also yes. really interesting. How they like um, sort of um, react to one another and interact with one another. It's like you know, like uh, for example, Crypto hates Mirage, and Crypto is the new character. Yes. Yes. He hates Mirage, and he makes it very clear every time. <laughs> <laughs> or Mirage and the robot. and uh, Yeah. He's like, yeah. like, oh, that robot. Like, <laughs> I love Pathfinder. So, give me, like, a, a rough estimate. Like, how many wins have you guys had? 72 for me. And I'm you the lowest. exact number? <laughs> yeah, tell I you. probably have lower than Eric, because I don't play nearly as often as uh-huh. they do. But I'd say I'm above 50, I think. Okay. I want to say in the 90s. But so so, and you you still feel like that high, like from getting because a battle royale. Yeah, a it's, royale, it's not about the win because you can get that same high from just off of a really good team fight, okay. of like just like okay, there's literally five teams here fighting each other, let's just go in, fuck it, like let's go let's go cuck them, and we literally if you win, it's wonderful. It's just a great feeling. It's just like wow, look at all this loot. We literally have no space to take any of this, but it's fun. Okay. You know, but it is that just it's the quirkiness of the fact of like that end game when you're the last team and you've got you win in some bullshit sure. scenario, but you win and it's just gives you that high, I guess. I'll say I will say that I mean as much shit as I give you guys, uh I still like that game. It's just that Carlos, you used to had so much fun with us. I did, I do. It's just that <laughs> I I have a podcast about playing the games that I've been putting off. Don't out me like this. And, but not just that, but I like playing cool new games that I've been anticipating all year. Correct. And I feel like you should love me. <laughs> I mean, like I just don't like. I in general I don't really like have too many multiplayer games that I'm like willing to every single night be like. Play another round. Let me play another round. Right. But I will say that I think compare this game compared to like another multiplayer game like Overwatch, which is like another like big. Right. Yeah. I think the fact that because it's kind of a it's an asymmetrical uh, multiplayer game where like Overwatch because it's team based, it's kind of like you know on average you kind of have the feeling like you go into a match like I have a fifty fifty percent chance of winning, mm-hmm. and with battle royale you don't really have those odds you're like i could win i could not win i don't know like we'll see yeah i don't know sometimes it feels like we have like a good yeah well sure but like it's random half of it's like luck and like oh yeah no i think i think having the expectation of having that 50 50 percent for me like is a a part of the reason why i got turned off from overwatch just like because i would just get those losing streaks and i'd just be like why can't i Right. I should be winning. I should be doing it, but I can't. And I think kind of with Apex or like a Fortnite or whatever, you're just kind of like, well, it's me against 100, 100 teams. Or like me against 100 other people. So 
you know, it's kind of like the ads are less, the, the odds are more stacked against me, so right. winning a victory is that right. much sweeter compared to like winning a victory in a team-based game where you're like, okay, right. I won. I yeah. had a good chance to do it, but I did it. Because I think, well, one of my favorite things is just like when you overcome, like, for example, we were playing a game, um, it was in our six win streak. <laughs> Oh my uh, God, our, that, Jesus. that was so crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I was that was the night where I was like, All right, you know what? I'm not gonna play tonight. Why you can take my spot. And, and they went six times in a row as soon as they get <laughs> off. And I'm like it was oh, just bad luck. But like in one of our last games, like um, oh God, I had I game. like I ended I ended up dying, like, <gasps> okay, so maybe our luck is running out, I don't know. And then they, they, they grab my body, like or my like banner to like respawn me. And but I have no loot, and then they're running low on loot. I'm just like, are we gonna, like, what's going on? And then we just somehow end up winning that game. So well, the team that killed us, we went back and killed them. Yes. And they also had like 40 boxes around them, and so we were stacked. And then we ended up. How did we win that one? I don't. I think it was, it was super easy. Yeah. Those six ones were one of the easiest wins, in my opinion. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. It, I think we just got extremely lucky with yeah. the matches that were, we were in. All right, but can we talk about how good the double tap EVA shotgun is <laughs> for a second? That is monstrously good. Also, the double tap G7 is pretty good. Too. Apparently, it's like phenomenal. If you can, if you can, I think it's better for PC players because they have much more con, like finite like control. Precision. Yeah, because I mean, what it does like. 36 damage guaranteed every hit, right? Yeah, and, and the headshot's like 76. And if you can control that double tap, that's like... Yeah, we're getting into numbers, Carlos. We're getting into... All right, let's, <laughs> let's wrap this part up. Because nobody gives okay, a shit about numbers. So then let me talk about why I love this game so much. Okay. Or why I seem seem addicted. So one of my biggest gamer like loves is playing with my friends, right? And I love multiplayer games. I, don't, I will never play a multiplayer game by myself. That being said... Most of my friends are assholes. A lot of you are sitting here today. Where they'll jump off of a game and never play it again. I'm not outing you, Carlos. This is not actually Taylor Chief. I do that. It's okay. No, but... Get better games. Listen, just because I stopped playing... I do. I get better games. Lands, <laughs> doesn't problem. mean you have to call me out like that. This is outing Eric more than... <laughs> <laughs> sure. But no, it's, it's literally just like... I love playing with my friends and I like this game so much. I just want to experience this game with my friends as often as I can before they all jump off of this game because it's like a weird not a fear but just a hatred of mine that it's just like but I really wanted to play this game more with my friends sure. I had that with Payday 2 I had that with Planet Side 2 where I had like a group of 12 of my in like my actual friends playing this game and we squatted up playing Planet Side 2 greatest gaming memory ever and it's just two weeks later we stopped playing that game and I was like but we had so much fun like why why would we stop playing? You know, and so that's why I personally get really easily addicted to playing these games with with my friends so often. It's just because I want to just keep that I don't know memory I guess of like my friends playing this dumb game so much. So it's just my weird hot take okay. on it. All right. Any any uh, closing remarks? Well, I didn't get to tell my story. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, He's our newest guest, Carlos. <laughs> And our last. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. <laughs> this is where we die. <laughs> um, Wait, please go ahead. My favorite part of it is goes back to my favorite part of video games is the gameplay. It is a very smooth game. The shooting it feels so great, even on the controller, as most first-person shooters are better on the PC. Can't confirm. 
but it's just so smooth. Fighting is great. Almost everything is viable to some degree if you work hard enough on it. That's one of my favorite things. Is I don't like one thing that turns away from like RPGs is stuff like that. There's one thing that's the best. That's one thing that everyone has to do to win the game. There's the perfect the team yeah, comp. The yeah, there's the meta team comp, but there's not kind of meta is slightly different. Like with oh. Skyrim, you just have Daedric armor, Daedric weapons. That's it. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Like, right. Visually. I just want more diversity. Like, this could be good in this aspect, right? but bad in this one. Apex does that really well with their weapons, whether they have shotguns, which are great in some aspects, unless you know, unless you suck completely. <laughs> but it's just better in that aspect than, I think, with Fortnite and PUBG. With PUBG, it's basically just have the, the M16 or whatever, M4, or OP, whatever, all the new guns oh, that come out. the experiment. And that's what I think makes Apex different than the other mode. What is it? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I mostly agree with. Yeah, there's so many like different combinations you can do, but why did that happen? I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, for myself, like I would always just like get the Spitfire, which is the like machine gun. Yeah, like, that's just me. Like I'm just like I need this gun, and then I I don't care about anything else. Once I got that, I'm set. So and and you're correct. There are guns that for people is their go-to guns, but that's the thing is yeah, that's is the viable. thing. That's that's cool. It's like that's my go-to gun. But somebody else is the R three hundred one carbine, or somebody else is like nah, I'm I'm a triple take all day or something. Yeah, flatline baby. <laughs> uh, Eric is constantly uh, <laughs> raising his hand. Those are my two favorite weapons right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, there's definitely so much versatility, and there's not just like if you get this, it's over. It's like it's more if I get this gun, I feel very comfortable. Cause yeah. It's not like I'm going to kill everyone no matter what. Right. I mean, if you have a three hundred one, yes, you are. But all right, that one's so broken. All right. Uh, anything else Apex related? No, I think that's pretty much all we should all right. talk about. Um. Getting a little late on time. Uh, does anybody have any games particularly that they want to share, or can I wrap this baby up with my last few? Well, now I've talked about. Yeah, no, it's not your mouth. You need to just shut your mouth. Smite's a good MOBA. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than the other garbage just out. Okay, because I got two games Uh-oh. I want to talk about. One first, I want to talk about the game that I actually completed, and this actually ties into the the Halloween theme. Uh, oh, it is Dead Space, isn't it? It's Dead Space 2. <laughs> oh, finally, Dead Space 2 is so good! I beat Dead Space 2, and... I'd beaten Dead Space 1, and I have this weird... I'm really bad... I think you all know this. I'm really bad about making a definitive list of things that I like. Like, if you're... If it, like, I like to ask this question a lot. I like to point and be like, what's your top five favorite games? But if you do oh, it God. to me, I'm like, oh, God, please don't. <laughs> just just <laughs> pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Uh... And so, like, when I think of, like, my favorite survival horror game, three come to mind. Four come to mind, actually. Uh, there's Resident Evil 4. Okay. Great game. Dead Space. Great game. Fantastic game. Uh, and The Evil Within 2. Great What's game. What's wrong with the first one? The second one's better. Oh, um, but then there was Dead Space 2, and cool. I went into Dead Space 2 thinking, because, like, I heard a lot of people being like, it's more action-y, you know? It's more like set piece, uh, and so like it kind of loses that haunted mansion feel that the first one had, 
And like playing through a little bit, I played through about like five or six hours the first time I was going through it on my old computer. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. It felt kind of like Dead Space 1 to Dead Space 2 felt like going from Alien to Aliens in the movies. Because like one, it's like such a compact, tight space. Right. You're just like, you're trapped in the spaceship. And the second one, it's like, you're just like, basically like having warfare with these monsters. And, Ishi, and, yeah, and to me, so creepy. I always liked Alien One more because I like that claustrophobia. I like that just like it, it. It is. I mean, it's so cliche to say, but it's like it is a space haunted house, you know. Uh, and that's how I felt with the Ishimura. But after beating Dead Space Two, like there are, they're almost equal to me. But I think Dead Space Two is better. I think I like that game. It, it, it has it's, so many of those set pieces are just like so cool like, yeah I mean visually alone it's fantastic I, I've played both and beat both and so I have a really good like I can talk to you about it yeah and I have a good opinion on it but uh, yeah it's like, so good uh, I did the first time I played it I played it on normal mode and but before for some reason if you buy like if you buy the game now um, they just give you like a bunch of free stuff so instead yeah. of having to buy like really weak armor you can just get like a really good armor for free yeah, and, like, or and a really good weapon me. for free and I was like oh man this kind of makes it like too easy mm-hmm. but then when I played it through the second time or like when I restarted the game because I lost the file I put it on hard and I would buy all the stuff and mm, it was like still really it, and I was getting my ass kicked but it was like more engaging it really felt like I really felt that like the environment's very kind of... I, it, yeah, it is intense. Like, every time I, like, would go into a new room, like, I would, like, really, like, aim my gun all times. Even though I'm going slower. Like, I'm like, I have to be ready for anything. I would just, like, turn to left and right and just be like, oh, God, I hope there's nothing here. And eventually, like, even though, I, like, I know something's coming up, like, it, like, the, the, the jump scares become kind of obvious where you're like, yeah. oh, like, hey, there's a vent here and it looks kind of, like... It's rickety that, someone's gonna come out but like still like i know i have to walk towards that vent to move forward i know that there's something gonna come out and knowing that dread is like way worse than just having a jump scare come out of nowhere agreed 100 percent. and the screaming children and that stupid elementary zone oh the, yeah the little the little daycare the, thing the is super creepy yeah oh they also yeah they had the babies, the babies. or the children no, the children. I hated the children. The babies were in the first game, the ones with the weird tails. No, 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 no. There, there's, there's exploding babies. There's multiple babies. That's also it, yeah. There's the explosive babies. There's the weird... I like to call them the Bulbasaur babies. They look like Bulbasaur. They look like little Bulbasaurs. And then... <laughs> little, yeah. Uh, and then there's like... Just like the weird toddlers that just kind of run. like weird... Like, yeah. uh, I hated all three. <laughs> I did... One thing that did make me sad about Dead Space 2 is that they made the plasma cutter just like completely useless really they the no. rain the radius of it like the length I of it think is there's two actually there's the one that's a classic one that you get through yeah you can play mm-hmm. well it's a pre-order bonus and i think it actually no okay yeah maybe. i just i remember there was two plasma cutters yeah. i had no there's I the one that you two. get from the story and then yeah there's like an extra one that you get from pre-ordering which is part of like that big pack yeah I but got the collectors it just felt like compared to having like it just like it, the width of it seemed a lot smaller this time so it was like a lot harder to like get a good shot of like a leg or something so just I was like why good. why not why have that when I can just have the line cutter and 
the oh, amount right. and also like the amount of recoil that I would cause not recoil but like stagger that I would cause from one bullet with uh, the plasma quarter is the same I would get from like a military rifle shot like I would just like shoot a little bit in the leg and I'd be like ah and then I could just like keep shooting a little bit more and I'd be like ah I mean I'm a little biased because whenever I play a horror game I want an automatic weapon so that's all I ever used was the military rifle even though it's like the dumbest thing mm-hmm. because it's it's not viable for anything other than the small children yeah. but that's all it's just like whenever I get scared I just pull the trigger I, I don't have like a good sensibility really? to like I would bah, 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 yeah I had the military rifle the the line cutter right the did you get the force gun I got the force gun. The force you gotta get the force gun. It's so, it's so good. It's, it's so good. basically just like an air shotgun that you can also just like, like if you use the secondary mode, it just like shoots a stream of air through. And then the other one was the, uh, I was called but the, the Ripper. I think it was. Yeah, the chainsaw. Kind of have like not the chain, a thing yeah. that you just kind of a telekinetic little buzzsaw that buzz you just cut people's legs off, and you're like, nope, stay away, stay away from me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I think the thing about this game that actually bumps it over Dead Space One. So I just really like the zero G sections. They were much better than the first so game. so much fun. Like it's just fun to just like fly around. Like even if it it was never scary. That that part is never scary. Like every time I did those, I'm like I'm perfectly safe. Nothing can get me. But I'm just like it's so much fun to just like fly through and just like seeing like little jets just like bust as you like move in one direction or another. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. I don't know. I really like that. In the first games, zero G sections sucked. So, I mean, it's a very big problem. I think, in total, I've, I might like the first one a little better. But it's not because of, like, the combat. It was more probably just because the, I like the aesthetic of the Ishimura. Yeah. And I was like, it was just very... It it's was, just it so... It, it, it's cool. It is also cool. This game is practically, like, one take. Like, what yeah, there's no was, loading screen. Well, I mean, no, there's loading screens between the, the tram in the first game. Well, no, no, in the second game, I mean, like, it is oh. just, like, you're going from 1A to, like, point A to point B, and it's just, like, a bunch of stuff happening. Between, just but there scenes. are no cutscenes. There actually are no cutscenes. Most of them are interactive. They're, they're just, they're, like, they're, you're they're, just, yeah. it, the camera just cuts, and you're just, like, I mean, it doesn't cut, it just, like, moves, and you're just having a conversation with someone, and you might not have control, but you're, like, still in the game. Oh, it's all in-game, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, it's cool. What I like more... There's only one thing I like more about Dead Space 1, in my opinion. It was the jitterers. ones, the super fast ones. There was, like, the... Yeah, yeah, was yeah, on yeah, the, yeah, I think that was towards the end. Towards so, the end, on the, like... In the cargo areas, I think. I think it was on the plane. Right, but there's... There might have been earlier. I might okay. be... I might be... But... Okay, okay yeah. That's but fair. Those things were the scariest things. You were, like, aiming at one, and you just see them shaking, and all of a sudden they're just gone. And then they're to your left, and they're dead. I was like, no. <laughs> I uninstalled. And I th- those are really scary. Yeah. They are in the DLC of the second one, which I never played. There's DLC. Yeah. I didn't it know this. It involves more on the continuations from the Wii on rails shooter. One of the characters from that they go oh. into Dead Space too. Okay. Have you played really? the on rails one? No. I don't know. There, there's there's Dead oh. Space for the Wii. No, I know, I know. Yeah. And that's the on rails one. I liked it because I like on rails games. They're a weird right, little Star Fox. No, not those. Not Star Fox. Never like those. Aren't those. Real, I don't like that one. Okay. okay. I like the ones where you have to point and shoot like arcade okay. cabinets. Oh, okay. So Time like, crisis. so like the House of the Dead. Time Crisis, House of Dead. Typing of the Dead. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I it, th that is a good mo monster, but you just reminded me of the Dead Space Two monster that I hated the most. The, Not hate it, but I was like the, the Voss Raptors. Yeah, the yes. Little, I, I oh call them God. like little chicken. I, I I found like like weird like naked chickens, but like they were just like you would just go into a room, and even if you didn't see them, you'd be like. This here. is a Velociraptor room. They made they where, made a certain sound that warned no, you. No, not even that. Just like the way that the room is placed, you're just like, oh god, I'm gonna have to fight these Velociraptors again. And, and oh, side note on that, there's an achievement. It's called Clever Girl. Yes, I got uh, that. I got that. Direct too. reference. And I was well, like, I think freaking it's, out. Isn't it to like freeze it or something? No, just you oh. have to just kill the first room with them. Yeah, it's just it's, you it's clear something. the first room. And oh, yeah. and it was but, Clever like, Girl. The way that they just like run, like they just skitter so across the room, so and then fast. they just like peek their head out of a corner and oh, stare it's at you. Terrifying. And I'm like, "You're gonna come at me, aren't you?" Yeah. And as soon as they like come at you, they just and they just <laughs> charge. They just Naruto run at you, <laughs> and they charge just full speed. And like, God bless those stasis packs, because if you don't oh have them, God. you're shit out of luck. Oh. We should have started talking with this game. But that one, this game. With the FA, if you look at one, they do attack. Other ones do attack. No, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Instead of just the one, the cover, I would just like end up just like huddled in a corner, yeah. just like okay, you can't come, you can't come from behind me because I'm cornered. But also, I'm cornered. They're introduced fairly early, right? They're not. Yeah, they're pretty early on. Like I was, right. it, it was at a point where I was like in a groove. I was like, yeah, you know what? This game's not that bad. You know what? I'm doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden, again, to everyone like. Can I also mention that uh, no. probably the scariest part of two for me was the fact that the the unkillable monster still or necromorph shows up again, oh and he does my not God. stop. He, he's Mr. That X. Bastard. I don't know if you played uh, Dead Spaces. It's Mr. X, and but in the first game you solve that problem pretty easily. No, that one in the first one lasts a lot longer than the second. Well, right, because he's but only in the ending. In in no. in the first one, the first one it was like six chapters. No, I'm saying the second game. He's only in the last two chapters. Oh yes. In the first game, you are correct. He's in like the whole middle portion. But of he's. The game. I felt terrifying. like he was way easier to deal with. Yeah, because you do end up dealing with him in the second game. You don't. You just. But like, I'd be like, oh man, it's that guy again. But like, in yeah, in the sequel, like he is like up in my face. Non-stop. I, I burnt through like twenty stasis packs, just like freezing him and being Stay like, out. "Get out of my face! I'm just trying to open this door." I and I have like this irrational fear of things chasing me, and that guy won't leave me the fuck alone. That's why I refuse to play uh, Resident Evil Two because I know Mr. X is gonna give me the fucking creeps. He's he's pretty. Tough. He's so fun though. I I love the concept. I'll never play that fucking game. All right. So, this Space Two. Great game. Probably Good. one of my favorite horror games. We'll of all play time. it later. Uh, and then I just want to wrap it up with, you know, what you got to talk about World of Warcraft. Now I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy XIV. I knew yes. you were going to say it. Can because I just leave? Five point one. So I'm not caught up yet. I am. I finished the main story of Final Fantasy XIV, which when I first started, I was like, what, like halfway through, like the vanilla. And now I'm past the first expansion. And I have to say, without a doubt, two things. One, this is probably one of my, like, top five, maybe top three favorite Final Fantasies of all time. And number two, it's my favorite MMORPG of all time. I was, like, giving it the benefit of the I was giving World of Warcraft the benefit of that. I was like, this is cool, but 
World of Warcraft is kind of doing its own thing, you know? So I have to look at them, like, separate, separate but equal, you know? Not anymore. No, this is just the best game. This is way better than World of Warcraft. And yeah, hold me back, Eric. <laughs> we have words, mister. And the thing about it is, it's just... it. It is so incredibly engaging. There is, like, I won't lie... A grind. There is a grind initially, but like... But it's all MMOs. Yeah, but, like, this one gets kind of bad, like, after you finish the main story, you have, like, a patch point that's, like, everything after the main story up to the next expansion. And that stuff, like, gets really, like, bogged down. No. Because this is supposed to be, like, you're not even, like, leveling, really. You're just kind of, like, doing this stuff. Because you're supposed to be a max level warp, so they don't really give you experience. Uh, and it's a lot of, like, like busy work. But there's so much in that. Like, there's the story. Like, World of Warcraft, in comparison to the Final Fantasy XIV story, it looks like the shittiest soap opera. World of Warcraft? <laughs> so, like, when I think of, like... Like, if I'm comparing the story of Final Fantasy XIV versus the story of World of Warcraft... Final Fantasy XIV feels like I'm watching, like, an epic play. Like, yeah. Like, at a theater. And fi and World of Warcraft feels like one of those, like, uh, meme scenes from, like, a telenovela. Right, so... Where it's just characters just being ridiculously, like, over the top with each other and super dramatic for no reason. I don't disagree with you. Because WoW does not have a great story. It's... It's more so the Warcraft lore and the story behind it is what's really interesting. Yes. But it's almost like World of Warcraft's direct story is just. It's not World Warcraft, that, it's the, not the, the focus. problem with the World of Warcraft story, along with that, is that it's so based on its own lore that it struggles to create anything on its own. And when it does that, it just comes out really crappy. I mean, where Final Fantasy XIV, it has the outward potential of like all of to use all of Final Fantasy as a reference point to like pull in story threads to while creating its own unique thing and like World of Warcraft like the story only works when people use nostalgia goggles and they're like hey Thrall is back hey no, no. Arthas is back right hey like, like remember that thing from World of Warcraft 3 that happened that you liked it's back that's the only times that the story in World of Warcraft works and that's why I agree with you that's why I think it's it is hot garbage, but it's just like it's the stuff that it, hot garbage. <laughs> it hits my niche. Like, what am I gonna say? But no, it, it's not so much the story that's told, even in any of the expansions. That's interesting. Okay, well, Wrath of the Lich King was fantastic, but not because of the whole Arthas art, sure. but all the stories within the individual zones were unique. Like the questing stories yeah. are well done. It's just. Like, the expansion overall story, like, why do I care if Jaina, Jaina's got, like, some sort of weird shtick against mm -hmm. the Horde now? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Deathwing? I don't, I don't I care. I will say that He's they, bad boy. They have, yeah, World of Warcraft story has loftier goals because Final Fantasy XIV is so streamlined where, you know, every character is going through that same storyline. There's no, like, dividends. And meanwhile, World of Warcraft's trying to create a story for every different type of race and every class in each faction and right. trying to appeal to both and when you're doing that you can't really like you can't be like oh let's make a really cool story for the alliance because then all the horde players are going to be like wait where's our story why did we get left out and they if you do it for the horde and that happens all the time the expansion happens. will focus completely on the horde and me as an alliance player I'm like 
I don't give a shit right. about what's going on. Yes, Garage sucks. Move on. Right. Anyway. I, th- I did think, however, the expansion story for this one was the most interesting. Okay. With Sylvanas and all that nonsense, if you've kept up. But it's not just the story. Okay. The gameplay, like, before WoW, like, up to WoW, like, I didn't really feel like there were that many MMOs that felt as fluid as WoW. This one is easily just as fluid. And doing dungeons, there's so many dungeons in this game, and all of them are so engaging for everyone. Like, it is fun to play as any role. Like, to be a tank, to be a DPS, to be a healer. You always have to be, like, you know, it's not, like, impossible, but you have to be on your toes. You have, like, there are so many, like, danger circles, like, flying around all the time. Every boss has its own mechanics. Which is, like, that's there in WoW as well. It's just that it takes it to just such a next level where it's just always fun. Where in WoW, I could just, like, if I'm DPS... If I'm a mage, I can just be like, alright, I'm... I'm Tank's tank's gonna hold aggro, so I'm just gonna keep shooting my fireballs. Don't have to worry about that too much. But not in Classic, because aggro doesn't exist. Yeah, in Classic, yeah, aggro really shifts, So you have to be careful. So, it's a cool dynamic in Classic, but in Retail, no, you're you're right. The tank has the most boring job. I I tanked all of uh, Legion. And uh, I just pressed three buttons yeah. the entire time. No, you can't but it made that. me look important, and I appreciated that. You know, I, you know, taking taking's not too crazy in fourteen either. It is pretty simple, but you know, these you have moments. Nothing but. compares to classic World of Warcraft. I'm not saying that as a bonus. I think it is ridiculously difficult for no reason. Okay. But uh, yeah, running on. It's just. It's so, like, I've become so invested in my little cat boy character. I, I've, like, really, I'm just really happy with, like, the class that I picked and the story I'm going through. Like, I, I okay, I know I've already talked about the story, but it is, like, so, it is, like, actually, it's not good for an MMO. It is not that. It is just a good story. Like, it yeah. is a good, like, as a Final Fantasy story, Eric, like, the plot is, like, it is tr- it's not trying to be crazy like most Final Fantasy does, you know, where there's, like, a bunch of, like, uh, you know, like, fi- it's not trying to be, like, a Final Fantasy thirteen story where there's, like, a bunch of, like, magic Heavy lore. Crap. Yeah, heavy lore. It's not that. It is trying to be, like, War of the Lions, but, like, loftier. And it is so... Because it is so good where the main plot of, like, an expansion will be, like, we're gonna beat the evil, and then we're gonna... And everybody will be happy. And you're like, great, good. But the patch area is the characters dealing with the repercussions of their actions. So, like, in Heaven's Word, not to get too spoilery, but basically there's a giant church that takes over, that's, like, part, that's been part of this, like, uh, like, imagine, like, Ice Vatican City, pretty much. Like, and the Pope turns out to be evil, and you kill the Pope. And you, like, try to tell everyone, like, hey, this religion was fake. It's all bullshit. But now we're all teaming up together, and we're going to team up with your ancient enemies, the dragons, and we're all going to be happy, oh. and we're going to be friends. And the game ends, and you're like, yeah, you did it. But then the whole patch is just people being like, it's not that simple. Right. <laughs> you can't just take everyone's religion away and expect everything to be okay. You can't tell everyone that their mortal enemy of a thousand years, the dragons, are going to be your friends now, and you just move on. 
and it's literally like dealing with that it is dealing with like knights who have ptsd it's about dealing with like grieving widows who are like planning to overthrow the government mm -hmm. because of like you don't understand where they're coming from it is like real like connecting real politics like real life politics to this completely nonsense fantasy world right and it is like holy shit like i am so invested in seeing how this story happens and just like there's so many moments where you're like we're going in a good direction and then suddenly it gets so dark and a character out of nowhere just dies and you're just like holy shit right i i i, I, I i've been thinking about all day literally like this whole time I'm like i really want to go home and play final Fantasy 14 i need to know what happens i need to know if they sign the truce or not <laughs> Like, I can't... I actually can't stop thinking about it. So this is, um... I'll have you know, the man that was judging us for playing Apex. <laughs> but, okay. But I'm actually, like, going through a story. There oh, is oh. there is a plot... It is a very long game, but I'm reaching an end. And you guys... No, I'm not judging, um, but mm. you are doing a cycle of the same match. There's not, like, if you get three Battle Royales, uh, you find out more of Mirage's backstory or some crap. You, you, get get a, you get a loyalty you get a mission. You get a loyalty mission with Pathfinder <laughs> to see what happened in his creator. Uh, what happened to his what creator. creator. You go find him. No. It's just a fun game. Yeah. This is a fun game with a story that I need to find out what All right. I'm just saying, don't shame us. Also, this is one of the best soundtracks in Final Fantasy of all time. Uh, it is by, like, mainly one dude, and he has composed maybe, like, three, four hundred songs. Yikes. And they are all, like, aces like every dungeon has its own theme of music so you'll go into that's what like, I wish well. a dungeon yeah. it's like a library and it'll have like experimental acid jazz and it's just like all over the place like keyboards going crazy and like trumpets just like all over the place you go to like you go inside of a giant robot that's its own dungeon and it's like new metal so it just sounds like corn oh. like tool like playing and you're just like well what the fuck like right. while you're fighting this boss and it's that with every single thing and well, it sounds cool. I'll stick to WoW. Fight uh, me. I won't convince anyone, but I just want everybody to know that this is... No, it sounds... It out sounds of all the games I played this year, like, this is, like, one of my top. It sounds genuinely interesting. All right. That's my... That's my wrap-up. Uh, I think we were all good for today. It was a very long I episode. Think, yeah. I blame Wyatt. He really wouldn't shut up. Really wouldn't. Really wouldn't shut up. But uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess you are listening. Um, but um, plug the email. We have an email. It's battle the backlog. Yeah. At gmail.com. Hit us up. Wish I could do like because I know like some people could just be like backlog at podcast.com, but I don't really know how to do that. I'm, we'll uh, get there eventually. Oh, Eric will do Eric, it. Eric can set it up. Plus. Eric's a smart boy. He'll set it up. I mean, at this uh, point... We'll have a new email. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, I mean, at this point, he might as well be the third I'll put it. I'll put it in the description. He's like... But, uh... Most thanks for person. listening. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Eric. Bye. And, uh, uh, I hope you guys have a great Halloween or November or whenever you're listening to this. Merry Christmas, just We're in case. Bye, everybody. Why so?